0: the number 1 financial destination yahoo finance.com <laughs>
1: What's good internet, it is Friday, August 20th And you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 420
2: Oh Episode 420 Are you serious, like this is the This, this one, is the one. Is gonna be Austin, the one
1: I am your host, Austin Walker Joining me today, you already heard the voice of Patrick Clapping The you laughter of Ricardo Contreras, uh, And that's God. Rob Zachary being quiet, smartly How you doing?
3: About to take a massive bong rip and hear this news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, you know how normally at the end of a, of a you know how like new news you save for the end of a podcast and you go like, "Well, that was a good podcast, everybody." But now I'm gonna bring it down. Really yeah, that's the what, opposite. That's what, that's
2: what, today. what I when what I left Jai Bond like we'll put it at the end of the last game of the that's year what, podcast and then bro. it won't dominate the discussion. But then. It's it still does <laughs> it still did of course it did
1: well and the same thing happened to the same thing happened to me when I left where we put it at the end of our E three nightly <laughs> coverage <laughs> like what are
2: you doing I mean I understand I, it I get it I, I get it
1: yeah yeah I think the end of works better on a on a an incoming thing like when I joined Giant Bomb we did a podcast at the end of the podcast we're mm. like. And now Austin's is going to be here. Did you like that guest spot? Guess what? He's here now, which is like a real shoot your shot. Babe Ruth point at the stands moment. Anyway, here is the news out the gate. We're not. We we got games to talk about. We have a bigger and that we have other announcements to say today. Tato is not playing
2: Destiny anymore. He's retired. He's stepped away. Um, The lore is too complicated.
1: I am leaving (laughs) Waypoint for real. For real, for real, to do the stupid game dev pivot, except in my case, I think it's brilliant. I think the <laughs> offer that I got was incredible. Uh, I was, let's slow down. Yeah. For real, I It could work for us. <laughs> it could work for anybody. I really think it could work for anybody if you found a project and a team that felt as compelling and as like, I can't say no to this as I have to l-
2: say. Let me put it too. this way. Uh, Austin called me. I think I was the mm-hmm. first to know, other than some uh, bosses of ours as they were finishing some business stuff for Austin. And then he said, but, by the way, I think I might do this
1: other thing. Listen, and well, if vice HR had moved
2: quicker. That probably had.
1: wouldn't have changed. Any- it still wouldn't <laughs> no, have changed no, no, anything. No, I still would have taken have. this offer. It's that have. good of an offer. You just yeah. would
2: have irritated an HR person. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but in his call, he gave this, I'm sure it was genuine before hesitation over like, you know, maybe you, maybe you could convince me this isn't a thing. And he outlined the thing. And I was like, just, shut the fuck
1: (laughs) up. Unfortunately, I can't talk about the thing. And unfortunately, I won't be able to talk
2: about the thing. Right. But I just, I I, I only, only to say, like, when it was outlined, I was like, no, come on. That's the thing. Go do that thing. Are you putting us in an incredibly awkward spot? Yes. But do you need to go do the thing? Yes. Absolutely. Which,
1: (laughs) dude, it's weird because, and we'll, I think maybe we'll get into this in an after dark, like, deeper in terms of, like, history and the industry and all that, but, like, you know, we've been here five years, mm-hmm. five uh, five years ago, last week, we decided on the name Waypoint. I looked it up. Um, I dug through our old Discord logs from remember when we used Discord for work stuff. I mm-hmm. uh, dug through all that and the old conversations and like the lists and being like, well, Waypoint is on this list of finals. I like, kind of like that one. And it was like that or another one um, of Vantage was like up there. And we we're like, Vantage is cool, but maybe for a show, not for a site and waypoints kind of clear and then we like all slept on it the next day we're like this is good but i think even then i think you and i specifically in that original that, that 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 conversation was you me danica and joel basically like eunice was around but eunice wasn't in all the conversations yet danielle hadn't been hired yet mike was there mike mike diver was there and was like part of those conversations but often they happened when Mike was like asleep because of being in the UK or like just the <laughs> yeah. time difference was was well even like lo- for.
2: the relationship and like how like it was a 100% s- a strange thing with and Mike I, for I a while
1: badly wish I could go back and ensure that that stuff was clearer from the jump not yeah. I will say some of that some of that lack of clarity some of that lack of clarity was our fault or whatever but most of it was not most of it was vice <laughs> yeah. most of it was people who aren't here anymore problems yep. and and they mm. fucked they set some bad expectations anyway um i mean i bet people have a lot of questions and i'm not going anywhere for three weeks and i'm not going going anywhere after that you know i think my twitter presence is gonna probably become even quieter than it's already gotten this year um uh though maybe maybe the lack of having a podcast twice a week where i have to like put takes out maybe that'll make me want to tweet more who knows i'm not no promises i hope i tweet (laughs) less i hope i get even (laughs) further off twitter um but you know uh, i guess anticipating some some questions people might have A More Civilized Age isn't going anywhere. Um, You know, Friends of the Table isn't going anywhere. Those are going to be fine to do with the addition of this new job. Um, But it was this thing of just like, I can't keep doing two podcasts a week, plus bonus podcasts, plus streams, plus playing stuff every night or every free night I have to try to get stuff for coverage across streams and podcasts and everything else. Um, it just wasn't a thing I could do and pursue this new thing. Uh, it, it didn't, it didn't add up, you know, trust me, I, I tried to run the numbers as best I could, but I'm already burning the candle at both ends. And so the healthy and, and I think inevitable decision was always going to be that I was going to change my relationship with Waypoint at some point. And, and now, now makes sense, uh, end of COVID people are changing their lives. People are making big moves, been here for five years. Um, I, I'm ready to, to, to go try something new out. So uh, you know. um, uh, I'm sure there's any other any other big questions. Like obviously uh this is not like a a vice-based decision. There's nothing that could have that they could have done differently to keep me. They it's not like they didn't fight hard enough. It's just it's just a different thing. It's just time. Um I can't say anything about the project. I may have already said that. Um the the, the thing I'm gonna go do, uh, it is game dev, but I but I can't talk about the project or the studio or anything else yet. Uh, as soon as i can trust me i will and as soon as i and it's not like a tease like next week i'm going to like it's just going to be a minute y'all just aren't going to know what i'm working on in my day job for a minute um and and when you find out you're like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense um so um but yeah we we spent 5 years building a thing that i'm incredibly proud of and getting to work with people who i love and who's the work that i've gotten to make with y'all the work that i've gotten to make with Gita, uh, who's still here, obviously, just not full time Waypoint, you know, is a motherboard person, but also with the rest of the motherboard crew, with Jason and Emmanuel and Joseph, like everybody on that team, Edward, like I, you know, Samantha, I, I just keep going. Every, the whole team, <laughs> well, we've of, always none, brought none, none some, of, you know. And
2: none of this exists without them being right. incredible collaborators that brought yes. us in and allowed us to maintain our identity to the point that we could even launch a Waypoint. Plus, like so, exactly. so many other places when a fold in where you like br- you bring in some folks who've had their verticals sort of taken away from them. That identity it, vanishes. It does. It just vanishes. And by, by the nature of things, not even necessarily be out of like cruelty and malice, but because like, hey, that's the head count. Need you to go do X, Y, Z. And, right. and like the fact right. that we're able to still maintain enough of Waypoint's identity that like our audience yeah. stayed with us and we could launch. Like Waypoint Plus, extremely successfully to the point that we're all-
1: that comes down to the motherboard team, yeah, a lot fighting for us to have that identity and 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 in every possible conversation, being like, let them say their own thing. We'll add some resources on top, but they shouldn't have to. You know, no one at motherboard wanted us to even lose the name Waypoint for a minute. They would have preferred we kept it. They are just, just like, like yeah.
2: use your calendar more, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was one um, consistent
1: message. Yes, and then to be, I, I was you know kind of in the middle of it, but like. Danielle and Danica and Natalie and and Joel and like every Mike everyone who's ever been part of it and the huge amount of freelancers we've gotten to work with or I've gotten to work with when I was here in editorial capacity all that made Waypoint something you know really special and I think a really unique voice and I'm really happy that we did get to launch Waypoint Plus while I was still here it's deeply inconvenient uh, that I'm stepping <laughs> away as it spins up. I feel like an asshole. I felt like So I got this, I got this offer beginning of the month. And also, I've been sitting on this news now for weeks is the other thing, which is frustrating is it's just timing. The timing is bad. I got, re- they reached out to me over a month ago. I did a bunch of interviews. I took the job on the, the end of last month and then Patrick went on vacation. And then I missed the first podcast this week. And now <laughs> here we are. And it's like, well, I wanted to announce this three weeks ago, but. Now we're here and the good news is I'm going to be here until I think the 10th of September. So we still have three more weeks here Uh, uh, and we're going to finish Super Metroid. We're going to finish for the the 101. We started that stream yesterday. That that has been fun so far. I'm really digging that. Um, uh, We're going to do a bunch more Waypoint radios like always. Are you we're really to okay. say this? <laughs> I already started the work. Rob, you started the work. Yeah, right? I heard you got yeah, notes. I think we all started the work. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah no,
3: I, I took the, like, I spent my afternoon yesterday uh, getting caught up.
1: Okay. Cool.
2: Haven't started. That's my afternoon.
1: 1.11, 2.22. Are you, are you labeling? Think, is, what, is,
2: this, is this what edition of Waypoint we're in? Patrick, (laughs) you might go
3: on amazon and think surely ava rebuild will be sensibly labeled and readily (laughs) parsable to me Uh so that i know i'm watching the right thing but i'm gonna Uh, let you know right now uh you're looking for things called 1.11 did you you are did you watch did you watch the original
2: series again
3: no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> but I was definitely paranoid about it because I was I like, re-watched, These I re-watched, are the same shots. I, re- I-, I
1: rewatched a lot of a lot of important scenes to see if I was right about why I like the original more. Anyway, <laughs> um we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We're we are right. doing we are we are we are rebuilding Ava uh, yeah. over the next couple of weeks, <laughs> over the next few weeks here. Uh we're beginning we're gonna do it in two episodes. We're aiming to do it in two episodes. <laughs> The first <laughs> one will carry will cover 1.0 or 1.11. I don't know. I, I thought it was 1.0, but then on on Amazon, I feel like it said 1.11. It 1. There's
4: it's like a extended it's cut. Like, okay, I yeah. see. I see. I see. I see. So yeah,
1: we're doing 1.11 and 2.22. Uh, you are not alone, and you cannot advance. Not in, bo- in both cases. In in parentheses. Um, and we are, um, uh, going to then do three and four after that, or three and three plus one after that.
2: If we can do that, then you could do a third podcast where you, uh, cleanse your palate with Shin Godzilla, one of the best movies of all time.
1: Yeah. If we can get through it, that would be, that
2: would be fantastic. I still haven't seen Shin Godzilla. It it is. is is, I've now seen. Yeah. I like, uh, don't maybe i haven't seen the new avas but like you know people know my thoughts by the end of that but like shin Godzilla, uh-huh. like that does not necessarily hold the entire creative weight of how i respond to ano's work because <laughs> okay. shin godzilla is is an inc- incredible in i cannot overstate like impossible to overhype how good that movie is
1: shin ultraman is supposed to come out this year well, got delayed of COVID, right yeah. did it oh, yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah it did get delayed but
1: Okay, it was supposed to be summer. It was
2: supposed to be out by now, wow. basically. I think that's just so been it got si- delayed. Been sitting on I bet it
1: goes 2022. 20, yeah, I bet yeah. it goes at this point. You that, know? I
2: don't, it doesn't seem like he's gonna go V O D first.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know. I'm curious. I Ano is such a fucking weird figure in this world. Anyway, I'm excited to watch these with y'all. I've watched the first one now. I've not watched I have not watched two yet. Um uh but but I'm excited to dig into those over the next few few we're if you're listening to this now, we are about to record <laughs> yeah, our first yeah. episode. We've gotten
4: in the mac, getting in it. <laughs> we
3: gotten in. You should send an email in mm. three hours ago so that we could get it before we record on it. I don't right. think we should so do We, we shouldn't do
1: emails late. till the second pod. I feel but like we that's the, at the end. Yeah. yeah, at the end, end. That way you have time. That way people have time. But if someone intuited... Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. If someone intuited that we were doing this, we kind of teased very lightly yesterday during Super Metroid. Some, Yeah, i people in the chat it figured it email, out. and sent an email, then that got in. I, I think we were compelled to answer that. Mm-hmm. So I think okay. the stars have aligned, you know? Right. Um, There's no such thing da- as
4: coincidences. It, it, right. <laughs> we've
1: gone down to the bottom layer of Nerve HQ and seen the truth. <laughs> and it is an email from MasatoLiker22 or whatever. So... <laughs> That's it, everybody. I'm leaving Waypoint to go become masato like her 22. <laughs> oh, you always have an affinity with Ryoji. Yeah. Uh, God, wow. miserable, <laughs> miserable. Uh, we should do a real podcast at this point. Probably. I like I, this is the thing. like we say up top. I don't have to. I feel like I. I don't have to do like
2: the long, the long goodbye. Torturous is another time. goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And you can exactly. spread it out. It can, you know, there yeah. can be an after dark. There we can, can do be... jokes
1: about me leaving that are like gallows humor. You know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of. Yeah, because usually this out comes
2: out, and then it's like, hey, I've, yep, I'm gone.
1: I'm gone. <laughs> Miss you, Hits. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but now that's not going to happen. Now I'm going to be here for the this, this episode, and we can talk about some video games. Does that does that sound good?
2: Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to touch on Super been, Metroid?
1: I was gonna, yeah, yeah, we talked about Super Metroid real quick. I'm streaming it. We're streaming it over on Twitch.tv/slash Waypoint. It's part of Waypoint 101, which is supported by Waypoint Plus, WaypointPlus.com. You thought I'd stop, you know, pushing the brand? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, it's good. It's fun to go back and play that game now. Like, we shouldn't burn too much because right. we'll do a Waypoint 101 yeah. on it. But my first thoughts are, yeah, pretty good game. The yeah. clip at which you unlock new abilities is wild. <laughs> it's a lot. It just, it's, mm-hmm. like, non-stop. Even, even Charge beam, ice beam, more missiles.
2: Even as someone that uh, has a long history with the series, and we didn't get into this. Kado and I were talking about it before we started recording, mm. um, which was, I was like, when? You know, because I've self-professed, like, love the genre, like, really like Metroid. Right. And he was like... Uh, Either he asked or I wondered like when's the yeah. last time I played this game? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, oh well, let me see when's the last time they re-released it. Like maybe that would be it. And then like because the Nintendo revelation
4: loves was to, you know, they really love to make
2: you buy a game again. I was like, I'm sure. But when's they also the last time they,
4: really love Metroid specifically.
2: Uh they yeah, <laughs> they adore Metroid. They treat it uh as the you know first class citizen a franchise that it Remember is. Remember the year no, they, of
4: Metroid? That was great. They, yeah, they didn't they didn't re-release
2: that game post uh, uh, SNES until the Wii. Like, just nothing. Not a a single way to play that game outside of, unless I'm wrong, but I looked up a couple wikis and it's like, yeah, Super Metroid available on the Super Nintendo. Then available on the Wii Virtual Console. And I was like, are
4: you... Kidding that me. Right. I'm surprised that um, didn't, didn't make it to it like here. the DS virtual console or something. Well, they
2: they were re- they had released on the 3DS virtual console. 3DS, um, okay. Yeah. Well. But by After then the you Wii. weren't you weren't yeah. playing every re-release no. by the time that happened, no. right? No. Like I, I like, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was younger, like being very excited, some of the early collections, like there was these Mega Man collections that Capcom put out in the PS2 era, and that's like when I like went back and played through every Mega Man game again. I played through all the right. Zeldas again when Zelda d- or Nintendo did that cool Zelda collection where they put out the what was it, like the tweaked version of Ocarina of Time, the like master, the, master whatever? Yeah, like remix some of the like the world or something like that. I forget the Yet. details, but anyways, just long story short was I, I, I then became more excited to watch you play it because like I I have I I do love Super Metroid, but it right. like became increasingly clear maybe I have not played this in twenty years and have uh-huh. just internalized so much of it by its reverberance in the culture uh, uh-huh. relative to actually the the games. Like beat by beat moments itself, so that that part was a joy. Even and even I was caught by how quickly like the game is just like I don't know, you want like seven things to do, <laughs> Right. have it all. Right, it's going to um, keep going. I, do, too, I have great. to
3: call out. I don't usually do this. I do appreciate when we get a new Patrick Kleppich neologism. reverberance through the culture is just <laughs> it reverberates. There's reverence. There's there's both. It's just reverence. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Let's get uh, with it. True and in, it's in this, this case. List. Yeah, yeah, it's as it, as it's it reverberating reverence. It like is. get That's on board exactly people, right. the, we live in an era of nostalgia, reverence is the mood of our moment.
2: That would be a good <laughs> uh I kind of file that away. Uh yeah. don't but tell that, vice. Uh, super um, document. That seems uh-huh. like a good name for a thing.
3: Almost <laughs> certainly there's already an anime OVA like uh, like <laughs> uh, yeah, basically with that title.
4: Recalling Kenshin. Yeah. Reverence. <laughs> uh-huh um the it's a revengeance <laughs> podcast oh i see
1: yeah that makes sense to me god revengeance um yeah but yeah so we're enjoying it i'm enjoying it we're it's it's i think that stream has been fun it's been fun to it's been fun to see the ways in which my knowledge of games influenced by by super metroid allows me to play super metroid in a way that's like it's fun to see what skills cross over and what ones don't the sort of like hmm I sense that there could be – I could walk down into this lava and get something extra if I would stand the damage for three seconds and blow up a wall. I'm like, aha, I was rewarded for this. That tracks over immediately. There's a yeah. lot of times where I'm like, ah, look, I bet I can – I Treasure Sense has activated. <laughs> what has not crossed over is nothing else plays like Metroid when it comes to combat. No. Right. In a way that I am not – it is not gelling with me quite yet. Maybe it will by the end. But the like – Use the triggers to aim up, aim down. Also, I'm playing on default control scheme. I haven't touched that. I know that offends people what, for some are reason. are you using I know a pro that- controller? I'm using a pro controller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Using pro controller, which is tough because my hands um, move to the thumbsticks, even though I know it's a D-pad game. Right. Um, it hasn't that hasn't fucked me up quite yet. Uh, it's not a fighting game. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. It's not the end of the world to to make that difference. But like the um. The stuff with like fighting that second second boss, third boss, whatever that boss was that grew real tall, uh, yeah. that was a little rough. Where like I just couldn't. I think he's the first down. true
4: boss. The other one's like a mini boss. I guess that's
1: true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the first um, one you encounter that was in the the in, magic shrine. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Um. And so that that I think I think uh, hopefully I get used to the aim up, aim down with the with the L L and R. I know there's some options I can tinker with in there. Maybe I'll do that next time, but we'll we'll come back. We'll we'll, we'll try some more next week, probably. So look forward to that. Um, It's very funny to me that like the ways in which playing this after watching y'all play Resident Evil is like, oh, yeah, Resident Evil also took from this. Like this is you can draw the line between Super Metroid and Resident Evil in terms of the save rooms. And I mean, it's it's. The thing that one of the things that we talked about was like, you don't have to kill things. So you kill things to you can kill things to get stuff in this in a way you can't in most Resident Evil games. You're not like uh, if you fight a zombie in a Resident Evil game, you're you're net loss. The ideal yeah, is you can't grind, grind out
2: bullets, <laughs> you can't grind out bullets,
1: but. There is still that thing of like, why am I wasting time on these enemies if I can just dash through them or move away from them or jump past them? Like if I'm at max health, I don't want to fuck with anything at this point. Um, and that's a fun thing. And then obviously save rooms and, and even just caring about resources in that way. Getting excited when you do find a, a thing that can restore all your missiles or whatever um, is is very Resident Evil. So it's, it's fun to think about the ways in which genre shapes up and how the adventure genre you know was touched by. This action adventure game. So, well, keep playing it. I'm excited. I don't want to say too much until we mm-hmm. get to the one on one. You know, um, do we want to take a break early? Because our plan was to have this conversation up top and then take a break after it. And then that went like eight minutes long, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine.
2: Uh, you know. Yeah, fine. Let's take a, Let's take an early break. Let's take we'll-
1: a quick break and we'll come back.
2: All right, other games. You want to have, you want just to get, should we just get this one out of the way? Put the other band aid off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, out this, out now, I think on Game Pass as well. uh, 12 minutes, new game from, I always want to say A24, uh, because I'm just merging them in my mind, um, Uh but uh, from uh, Annapurna. Uh, interactive. Although Annapurna also has a film division, yeah, there's the a division, one hundred percent.
1: That's first,
2: right? Uh, yes,
1: yeah. The game and they also do the thing is like they do things that are not so dissimilar from A twenty four.
2: No, they're, they're definitely in, that in same the same. Space, yes, yes, right. De- like, like, yeah, same yeah. same wheelhouse. Uh, Twelve minutes is a we're going to start vague, and I think get more specific, and then I think there might have to be a moment where like we do some mild spoilers to explain a couple of things about like what's like going on mechanically in the game that I think are worth we'll get into it the game doesn't have a content warning and I think we should talk about some of the content on a more specific level um
1: we should have a content warning is what you're saying
2: uh well there'll be well
3: there's things we're gonna talk about that are gonna be upsetting let me yeah actually let's let's do this there is some pretty extreme depiction of physical violence Mm -hmm. uh in this game lots of different forms much of it against
2: pregnant women um, well, you just spoiled a part of the game already.
3: <laughs> it's the first. It's like you you learn this in the first twenty seconds. Okay, all right. Like, dude, if we can't talk about like there's violence on the day that your character comes home, like, then we can't talk about. Well, I just game.
2: thought we could work to the higher. We could talk. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We can. We can do that. We should kind of. We should put at the top that we're gonna spoil part of the like plot up up front. Um, yeah.
1: So well, okay. Uh, so it, okay. Let's imagine. Let's imagine, like many people, I've never uh-huh. heard of 12 Minutes. Twelve
2: yeah. <laughs> Another
1: game we talked about with – or y'all talked about on Monday's show with, uh, with regard to content warnings uh, was, was Boyfriend Dungeon. That had a, a pretty large kind of mind share inside of what I suspect is our demographic. I think our demographic sure. has probably heard of Boyfriend Dungeon over years of PAXs and and indie game showcases over the last year and stuff like that. It was everywhere. People, had, people were hyped for it. There was a moment when I think that was true for 12 Minutes for – For people who are really tuned into games. But that was like five years ago when I first heard about this game.
2: Yeah, like it's been kicking around. Then there was like a trailer at an Xbox showcase a couple of years back that was really striking. And it's striking because the game is a top-down adventure game. It all takes place like from an overhead view. Almost like you're overlooking a diorama. Um, There was a
1: quick look EX of this featuring Jeff Gerstmann and Dan Reichert from 2015. Wow. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Like I remember first hearing about this game – before anyone listening, not anyone listening, so many people listening to this knew my name. You sure. know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, I did not realize that like in freelancer a Yeah, yeah went, yeah. went
2: far, far, far back. So, I mean, the general premise of the game is that you uh, are this person who uh, comes home. Um, you are stuck in this time loop where you don't know why you're there. Like you've come home to have a dinner with your wife, as <laughs> Rob mentioned. You find out she's pregnant. Uh, and an intruder who claims to be a cop arrives, and a lot of different things can happen. It takes place from a, a, a top-down perspective. It really is an adventure game, a point-and-click adventure game shifted to a different perspective. So, if you have played a Monkey Island or any of the you know any of the ilk uh, from, from that from that era, uh, you're going to be familiar with the mechanics. It is a lot of like pointing, clicking, interacting taking objects, interacting those objects with other objects, Mm -hmm. and seeing what happens. And what you are attempting to do is, over the course of these individual time loops, uncovering new information that you can then take back to the beginning of the time loop, apply it. That can be as simple as finding out a piece of information from a character in a certain context and then applying that information to a character in another context, where in a, uh, let's say, a, a situation... Where you have enacted violence on one or multiple characters will put people in a heightened state where they'll be willing to say things they wouldn't otherwise, and then you can use that information in a in a in a conversation that say happens as you walk in the door and your and your wife uh is like ready to so this give is you a nice I have dessert. not played
1: this game but like the thing that you're saying for instance is um there's a you play through one s- sequence where you hurt somebody and in the process of hurting them, they say, you know, when their when their birthday is. And then yep. the next time you start, you go, I'm stuck in a time loop. And they're like, no, you're not. And you're like, I can prove it to you. Your birthday is such and such a thing. And then they go like, whoa, you're stuck in a time. Or, or maybe even just like, oh, you're cheating on me. I know that you're cheating on me with a guy named Bill or something like that. Yeah, you
2: can, you can push the conversation. It's not always it's not necessarily like, about let's talk about loop. the sci-fi backdrop right, 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 or right, whatever's right, happening right, here. Right. It's more just like you can push a conversation. In a certain right. direction, gotcha. using new information, and so like that is the basic are the structure.
1: Interactions of the are the inner. We compared it to an to an adventure game. My impression, I have not watched much gameplay of this, but my impression was that the my impression from the twenty five second Desus and marrow clip I saw on Twitter <laughs> yesterday was that there was a sort of combine X with X X with Y thing. Like I have a knife and I can combine it with anything in this room. In a way that is more open than adventure games that produces effects is that not true
3: uh i think it's pretty like it's pretty instrumental where it's like there are a few like very simple use x on y to achieve like z effect Mm -hmm. there's a few things like that but honestly the analogy is much more because the looping thing it's much more like um short fiction twine adventure where the entire thing is assembled like a series of locks Okay. And you are just jam- Your choices are like the lockpick, just being jammed through the mechanisms, trying mm-hmm. to find the different, uh, like tumblers. That's what that's what you're doing here. So like, there's that traditional adventure game stuff. But honestly, in terms of the way the looping works, uh, it's very familiar from like, uh, like te- like Twine text adventures. I think where it starts to get maybe a little bit grating. And Patrick, you can tell me whether this this tracks with you. In a Twine, like, in a, you know, browser, like, fiction game, you can just click through stuff right away. Like, you don't you don't even have to, like, interact with previous choices. You can run down the decision tree real quick. This is just enough, like, it's got a real-time element. Like, it's 12 minutes. This is just enough of, like, a real-time adventure. That There's a lot of waiting and repeating and downtime built into the structure of this that makes it a lot more, that from, it creates a lot more friction maybe than uh, some of like the interactive fiction games
2: uh, that have inspired this. Now I agree with you. Like the, the game could would benefit from some sort of interface. That's like, what What do you know? How do you know it? How does it connect? So you could refresh right. yourself. Right. Um. Like what, what will free, the game does have ways to advance time forcefully <laughs> that are <laughs> um. It sometimes contextually makes sense. And other times are like deeply humorous. Um, like one of the ones, uh, that you discover early on is that, uh, you, there's like a, a, you're in, you are in such a tight space. Like this is a very small apartment. You have a bathroom that you could barely stand up in. Uh, there is no kitchen. The kitchen is attached to the living room. It is a small living room. It is a small bedroom. There it's, there's a density to the space that, um, you know, constantly suggest to you, like you should be like digging a little bit further. Cause there aren't that many places to explore. You're not going anywhere. You are stuck in this, these sets of rooms, but uh, like, <laughs> let's say you've come up with a A lot of the game is I've come up with a hypothesis of how I think I could alter a certain event. Frequently sure. you are not altering an event that is right in front of you. It is an event that is two or three moments down the line. Um, sure. How do I get to that? well, I can hide in the closet, and if I have triggered certain things, I, the game will go time to wait, and then it will advance to the next beat. You can also, I don't know, get into a, a, an angry argument with your wife where she's like, "I don't really want to talk to you anymore," and you can just go lay on the bed and take a nap, and then time will advance, and uh, <laughs> you'll get to the to the next beat. When um, we so,
1: talk about beats, are we talking about are we talking about a twelve minute loop? N-
2: I don't know how the actual... like. I don't know how the end game is. I've played four okay. hours. I feel like I'm a third through it, maybe a little bit. But in other words, when you have time
1: to advance, are we advancing through two minutes? Or are we advancing? How much? How much? Like,
3: we're talking like three minutes, right? Like, okay. so, yeah. for instance, the intruder shows up about three minutes, five minutes into each loop. Like, that person is going to right. show up at your door, and like, all hell is going to break. And loose. if you stood now, still,
2: if you did nothing, you you came home, your wife right. hugs you. And you, and you just stood awkwardly you just stood awkwardly in the living room. <laughs> Eventually William Defoe is going to show up and uh you know be well, upset Oh, William
1: Defoe is the cop. He's not you. Yeah, correct. I think
2: James McAvoy is you. Okay, I mean, great. Uh, and then Daisy, Daisy Ridley, Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. is uh your your wife who Wild. Uh, I think she gives a really good performance like of of the of the three. Like I, she's the one that I couldn't so I mentioned this to dominant. Austin. I was like,
4: shows up at mm-hmm. Xavier, Professor Xavier's house.
2: Right. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I mentioned this to Austin we were before we streamed, but I'd, I don't know how you feel about this, Rob, but uh, I, I hate when there are celebrities in animated films because if I can't see their face, all I do is just like think about the person as opposed to like connecting to the character. And so I don't really like this Annapurna thing where they're like, hey, the, the thing we're going to do is because we got money in Hollywood connections is we're going to put Hollywood talent because that's where the real talent is into <laughs> these games, and that's not to take. I think Daisy Ridley actually does like a really good job, like, and she kind of disappears into the role in a way that, uh, like, William Defoe, just by the nature of his like personality and acting, is just like I'm William Defoe, and I love it. But it's just sort of I find I find myself I don't know sort of taken out of it where I would have just preferred just a, a, a more right. seasoned regular so, uh, voice actor.
3: Yeah, I think. Um Willem Dafoe is definitely like just maximum Willem Dafoe-ishness yes. is uh, like is happening there. Uh, when you've got Mac I think just as a as a stylist is willing to disappear into roles, which also makes it strange though, because then it's like, well, why is he in? This? You know what right. I mean? Like he plays such an <laughs> yeah. everyman that like literally could have like there's not a ton for because he's got he's also got the job that like. A lot of voice actors will talk about being one of the harder things to do in video games, which is, like, different barks or different expressions of the same thing again and again. There Ah, are a million versions. Oh,
2: (laughs) Oh, no. I got got choked again. Oh, it's getting
5: easier.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, like, yeah, that's why, like... What McAvoy is being asked to do is primarily some real video game voice actor <laughs> bullshit where it's like, oh, I hate it. Urgh. So frustrating. All right. That's getting easier. This is getting better. Oh, I can't fight that guy. Like <laughs> billion versions of that. And then Daisy Ridley has big scenes. And so like uh, like she has certain breakthrough moments in the story where like she gets to do like actual character work and is not just being like, ow.
2: although there is a moment you have a light switch in this house that for some reason no one is taking care of and everyone is constantly touching it and going ow
3: yeah deus x circuit breaker it's it's incredible um the the different effects that light switch has on people um but yeah so you're but you're gonna be repeating this loop this looping a lot
2: lot. you're doing it so much and it's like do you want to as You know, a mild spoiler is like, do you want to stab your pregnant wife again and see if something else happens on the other no? side? wait. You, you ever actually got to that point? I just started. You can kill yourself like you. you oh, can, yeah. No, for sure. like uh, I just started. What happens is this is a game about witnessing violence repeatedly over and over again and then seeing how those scenes play out with different forms of information. And because you can't just skip through like adventure games induce tunnel vision in which you become hyper fixated on, I think if I do something slightly different here, then I will, I will will find a different outcome. And it creates in this game, something that's even more, I struggle with puzzles. I like hint systems. Um, I think this game has a really poor one, which is just that, I don't know, every six time loops, like your character will be like, I wondered how we can get yada, yada, you know, like to kind of gesture in a direction of like the player trying something different. Um, what we end up doing is like waiting around a lot um, and acting violence on people and then hoping like the little tidbit you got from a different uh, like scene will prompt a a new scene and advance the story. I mean, you're always by advance the story. It's just you can extend the time loop further in a Mm -hmm. direction, which maybe is 12 minutes by the time you actually like finish the story and know the exact order of things that you can. I don't think this is a game that you could like start a fresh save. And just do it. I do think yeah. like, there, you have to actually unlock certain things as as it goes along. I could be incorrect on that assumption, but um, it does right, mean th- one of the
1: things that's different from like Majora's Mask, where like what you're doing in Majora's Mask is you're finishing a plot line, and that cha- that gives you something to bring into the next. one. I guess in this one, I'm guessing things like oh, this information lets me get. Oh, there are to there are earlier. major,
2: including like I don't know, I, I don't think we should spoil this. Though we should have a conversation about later, but like, have you gotten to the really fucked up twist, Patrick? I finished. You finished. Um, okay. All right.
3: I am seething. All right. That's I, I I got to I got to the really. Oh, Do you know up the one that I'm that talking can, about? Uh, does it revolve around a name? Uh,
1: and mm. just DM each other on the computer. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna on. yes. I'm gonna let Patrick DM you, Rob. That way you don't reveal anything extra. Um.
2: Yeah, okay, Rob's going to be a thumbs up. up. Yeah, that's okay. bullshit. Um.
1: Hopefully <laughs> oh, it yeah, changes.
3: No. Totally bullshit, and also makes no, like, it doesn't make sense. No. Like, you're, it's None. like, you're, like literally, this game hinges on, oh yeah, your character just totally, like, forgot some really important information.
2: Like, some really important information? Really big, just, really
3: shit, it slipped my mind.
2: Fuck. Oh, I did that, and then I did that? <sighs> Eight so, years later, now we're here. I was
3: so busy. Ow. Like it's, mm. it doesn't even say I suppressed it or anything like that. It's not even like oh, so there's you not just had an to explanation. Back later. the layers of denial until Ugh. you could confront. Like it's it's not even that. It's it's like so. There's a oh. thing that basically explains the entire story and everything that's happening. And your character is just like shit. I just for- straight
2: up forgot how all uh-huh. of this
3: unfolded eight years ago.
2: God, because I've been hinging on the notion that okay like this is a game in which like it's like a you know you you are it is mystery upon mystery it is surprise upon surprise that is the way the story is layered it's the way the conceit is layered and so my thought was all right this is meant to be like a mid mid mid-game twist and then there will be something else that comes along that like makes it seem a little more rational or there's a a reason Mm -hmm. and what you're telling me is no What you're telling Robert me. No, you basically head finished head. the no. game. I can tell you like you have one, you basically have one more thing to do. Oh, so um, I, I am. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm closer to the, to the end. I, I, it felt like. So the, okay. So here's, here's the thing that I've been frustrated with. I, the reason I said, Oh, I'm like four hours in, maybe I'm only like a third of the way through is like, I kept getting to a point where I was like, I feel like I've set up a choice on the ending. And mm-hmm. then I keep fumbling, whatever is the last thing that I need to do to just have the ending, mm-hmm. like move forward. Um. And it sounds like to you, like I, I am at that point, and I just—I to... finished the game like four hours and 35 okay. Then, we, I, then I get... it sounds like we played it like at the, roughly yeah. the, the same the same pace. Yeah, uh, it's weird because I, I think I like it more than Rob. Um, like I like what it's going for, not so much in theme, theme and its story, which I think it really just completely blows up. What now? It sounds like at the end, but I do. I, I did enjoy. If if there were better ways of getting from point A to point B on the timeline, mm-hmm. I did really enjoy like the different ways of solving and like going back into the scene, using new con- contextual information and applying it. Um, having the like the, the perspective from the top was like an interesting way of like, even just portraying, like, like portraying violence from that perspective, like does make it kind of like shocking and distanced in a way that I wasn't expecting the first time through. It's just then becomes like, not just numbing, but like uncomfortable when you're witnessing it for the second or third time. And the way the game, the game tries to introduce like, here's a fast forward element that doesn't really work that well, yeah. because like when you, you can't just hold fast forward through a conversation. It makes you like fast forward through each of the dialogues. So it's like, click, yeah. click, click, click. Um, in a way that I thought I was just like, there's something wrong with my mouse. Like, why can't I just get to the end, uh, of, of this conversation? Um, when it really would have benefited from just the ability to like pull up a tree that was like, now granted, if you did that, maybe the game would, the game would be like 90 minutes. Probably. I think it would. I think yeah, I, the, yeah.
3: the game, like it gives it, because the other thing is nailing the timing on some of these things also matters. For instance, there's a very and early that part puzzle. is cool. I do really like, right. But then you need to nail the timing every time. Yes. So yes, like, for instance, yes, there's yes. a point where you need to take right. character off the board for a minute uh, to have some other things play out there is a way to do that but if you don't uh like remove something from them being able to access it like first thing they will then moot your ability to uh like get get them out of the way so like there's there's things like this you always have to be like first thing i'm doing is i'm just sweeping this item into my inventory uh because that sets me up for a very quick way to uh you know, to, to get through the, the next stage of this that I, that I need to do. Uh, but I, I think the other thing too is. So. I like, I like the idea of this game. I like, a I like even a lot of the execution for as frustrating as it was uh, sometimes like once I, once it started coming together, like each time I had that moment of like, Oh, I'm really starting to put things together and I'm really starting to see like new options becoming open. And when you have the with,
2: Eureka, like, like the last night or two nights ago, at the first time I played the game, I played about half it, and then I guess I played most of the second half. Like, I went to bed and wasn't sure how I felt about the game, but it took me 30 minutes to turn my brain off because I kept just thinking about, oh, right, like, what if I did this mm. and then tried that and then had three options that I was thinking about when I sat down to play the game last night. And I was like, well, that's that's noteworthy. That Like, it wiggled its way into my brain, and I was thinking about the different ways these scenes could play out. And if anything, it made it more frustrating because – I was like, if I could just access those bits faster and more efficiently, I could have enjoyed the parts, the pieces that were there instead of, uh, you know, lingering in, in moments that I'd experienced 15, 20 times.
3: Right. I think, but I think the other thing that I found really unsatisfying is that, so there's this whole, like, one of the big things is, like, can we figure out why this intruder is doing this? Like, what's what's going on here? And so there's this almost implication like ah, you know like really what if this is a good guy who's just like desperate and it's like i'm sorry i've seen like 50 loops where (laughs) this dude like executed like a woman on the floor uh, with a shot to the head choked my character out multiple times after he'd
2: gotten the thing that he wanted
3: <laughs> yeah like there's just like and so the game's like damn you know we just need to figure out like what what's the thing you could say to him to like keep this horrible thing from happening and it's like dude's a straight up monster like the fact that like you can figure out ways to just completely whack this dude and it's like that's not the solution I'm like it's it a was solution for me. Yeah, it's, it's
2: a solution I, like, I choose this to be the ending even though the credits haven't uh, come up and the achievement hasn't popped this yeah, is the ending right. for character labeled cop <laughs> yeah but
3: so and, and then like yeah there there is, a, there is a twist that is one just like overused generally in fiction too much but two is like the entire thing has been your character like nobody understands why this is happening your character doesn't understand and then yeah the, the twist comes and it's like but you should have just known this all along, dude. Like, I don't – this doesn't yeah.
2: – it's shocking to me, but it shouldn't should be, be shocking to you. you.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, the, it's um,
2: – go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just – yeah, I I like the start of this game. Like, w- once you start hitting the twists, I think the story goes pretty downhill. Um, But I, I like the setup so much, and I think, like, that's what I kept coming back to was the initial premise – of the game and what it was trying to do was really interesting. And it's just like, once, once the, once the, the capital R revelations started to happen, I was like, well, not okay. You know, I mean, Daisy Ridley, she's doing her best. She is selling the shit out of like what's going on. And I feel for that character. But then you think about what's actually happening in these moments and it's like, yeah, ah, all
1: right. Um, I really want to, this makes me really want to go play The Forgotten City, which is that skyrim mod turned full game that's about a looping murder mystery in rome and a curse i've Roman heard city, that's great huh. uh which i it's been on the list for a minute now but i should just go do it i think i was gonna say before is i'm it it's and i kind of gestured toward this at the top was the i've seen some people out there talking about how surprised they are about what the some of the the more aggressive and hostile and violent content is here um, seeing saying that they were taken off off guard, but I haven't seen the the conversation move in the same places that the boyfriend dungeon stuff did, and I, I kind of anticipate it won't, and I think it speaks to something that's interesting because I I look at the the Steam content warnings on this, the developer describes the content like this: violence, gore, blood, sexual themes. I'm guessing that that is probably not uh, comprehensive in the way that content warnings often are. That's in- a movie. Right. This is this is like yeah. This is like the the right the the PG thirteen breakdown or your like uh TV thing in the top left corner. Right. Raphael says, "Damn." damn. In right. this one, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, um, I, it's Very funny. You both went there,
2: but <laughs> I think one of the reason I got to say damn when I was a kid. I <laughs> lost Rafael my damn it. sigh.
1: Ooh, he Ooh, went there. He did. <laughs> God, that movie rules. The opening shots of like New York with like traffic. We, sh- uh, I'm leaving, but a lot to of- a <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Three movie. three months yeah. from now, Austin's but like,
2: I'm back for one. For one movie only, only. It is yeah. to watch
1: TMNT. One.
3: I am here to discuss. I, I want to address Luck. the scepter of time issue.
1: <laughs> anyway, the really thing I was, was going to get best. to is Sorry. first one's great. Uh, yeah, I agree. The <laughs> um, the the thing I was going to or, or say was that like there's so much else on this page that that is itself. I think I think my suspicion is there won't be uh, a a push for I mean there will probably be a push for for better content warnings on this based on what I've heard from y'all and based on like articles I saw some reviews seen on polygons, I saw some reviews on, like I think polygon
2: exactly. had a separate piece like yeah there are the also review reviews like, saying
1: that yeah. this that this was insufficient I suspect that that's true for 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 folks but I also think that it, it, one of the reasons why I suspect there won't be as loud of a conversation about it is because Content warnings are one piece of a puzzle uh, when it comes to communicating what something is. And I haven't played Boyfriend Dungeon. I can't speak to that shit at all at all. So that's not – this is not me weighing in on that. Like I I kind of was – I was super busy over the weekend. So I missed a lot of the intricacies of that uh, conversation. But when I look at the 12 Minutes page where it says, what should be a romantic evening with your wife turns into a nightmare when police (laughs) – when a police detective breaks into your home, accuses your wife of murder and beats you to death. Um or it says it blends the dreamlike tension of the shining with the claustrophobia of rear window and the fragmented structure of memento, which mm. those are very big claims to make. And Rob is, I mean, it, looking do, it, at do, it does, very does have the, uh, the
2: shining carpet is like the It first does. Thing I saw see. that in a,
1: in a, yeah, I did see that. Um, but my, my point there is, is I think it speaks to some of the nebulousness around what we mean when we say content warnings or when we talk about having a player or a reader or a viewer prepared for what they're going into or aware, or in the right headspace or or you know that they understand the sort of stuff that they're about to get into falls beyond the purview of just content warnings and often goes into presentation it often goes into how a thing sells itself it often goes into i think that's an interesting dilemma because i've talked with developers who have felt like they need if they're going to do something with you know, difficult stuff, you know, messy, problematic, traumatic stuff, stuff drawing on their own history, stuff drawing on the stuff that they're interested in portraying in their art. They've hit a point where they worry they need to either, like this game doesn't do it, but I've spoken to like, to like queer game makers who are like, how do I, it feels like I need to sell the audience my traumatic perspective. (laughs) I need to like write a thing up in my Steam description that says, this is a story that deals with blank." because XYZ um, and because they because they recognize that sometimes the content warnings at the bottom of the thing even if you say exactly what it is that that might not be enough to get someone in the right headspace or to convince them that you're doing it in a way that's like meaningful and I think it's an interesting space to see, to see this conversation is not over right the boyfriend dungeon kickoff content warning big big conversation I think it's going to be a thing that we continue to come back to and I'm curious to see how it develops and I'm curious to see if games like this which are not made by... I mean, I, I guess I don't know anything about the, the development team on 12 Minutes, so I don't want to... I should not actually jump to not made by a queer team. I have no fucking idea who made 12
2: Minutes. So that was it's, a, not
4: a it's not like being marketed. It's not being marketed. The audiences exactly. are
2: so... I think, I think a huge yes. reason is the audience that w- is going to play a, like, dating-focused, like, Maybe. quirky visual novel. Like, I just think the expectations often from those audiences
1: I don't are- know. All the people who I know who play dating sims are, like, also into the most fucked up shit. And <laughs> often because historically... Dating games, dating sims, otome games, otome, mm, otome games have deeply fucked up shit. Not even just with no otome, content otome warnings. games, but like That's boys what, love know, Gita, games.
2: Yeah, like Gita was mentioning that. Like cause she's played a lot of those games, and she's like, "Hey, got locked in a dungeon, and terrible things happen. No content warning in this uh, game." Right. That that that
1: those uh, a lot of games in that genre are filled with uh, characters who will fucking torture you to death as like a as an end condition as an end state to a run um, and those are the same people who also then want to play very quirky fun lighthearted things like i i, I think there can be an overlap between those audiences is all i was trying to say there but i think that that those audiences would look at the description of this game separate from the poor content warnings and be like oh okay this is a game where like dirt gets done i need to know that going in and, and i just think it's interesting and we'll continue to see this develop as developers Figure out what audiences are looking for, um, and and where where things are.
2: So oh. I think the Hollywood thing is also a part of it too. It's like You're this right, movie pitches 100%. itself as like a like a a sexy thriller, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, like you know, and so James on that McAvoy, level, Willem Dafoe, Daisy, yeah, like there's yeah, a certain like, like it's like well, movies don't do it, like so. Right. What, do, what you know? Not, that's not to say they should like shouldn't do it. I don't think there's anything you you could write more specific. You know, content descriptions of what occurs in in this game, and it wouldn't the, the the way the violence is depicted and how you have to experience it is itself like the trauma, <laughs> like not right, knowing right. that there is going to be a violence in in the game uh, itself.
1: Right. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back to talk about other games. I would say lighter games. But I played Road ninety six, and that goes some places. So <laughs> mm. uh, not not anywhere near as dark as it seems. Twelve minutes goes, but. All right. We'll be right back.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.
1: Okay. I mean, look, Ready to come look back a, in?
2: Look at, what, look at what Martin's up to. You know? What's Martin up to? Oh, I, mean, mean, go I Martin? need to get the text. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Oh, wait. That's got oh, some corn nice. there.
4: Yeah, I was like, that Hold looks, looks wholesome. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah, yeah, great. yeah no, it, it is. Break. It is. Hold on. Let me okay. get the full post. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. No, I'm happy for Nice. Him. Wow, congrats to Martin. Way to go, Martin. Do one thing every day that makes you happy. James.
1: Wait. Wait. Are you Hold kidding on. me, James? Wait, wait, the same wait, wait. It's the same guy. It's the
4: same guy. Wow, James is everywhere.
3: <laughs> James the fuck is like, up, we James? gotta do something about the 5G voodoo. Also, you hear about the uh, five years of corn, $1 Meyer?
1: But the thing well, is, $1 the thing five? I don't like about this is the Martin is out here like, check out my first year of corn. I did yeah. it against all odds. I did it. And James is in the comments being like, you know who has <laughs> got corn?
3: shit for 20 cents. Yeah. Yeah, shit, <laughs>
1: Fuck up. James. James get Mar- out of here. above okay, so to describe what we're looking at. Martin, uh middle-aged, older man, glasses, mm-hmm. uh, ear corn, holding up an ear corn proudly under a sign that says, Do one thing every day that makes you happy. He got that he he framed that on purpose because he's so yes. happy about this corn. He
2: wakes up in the morning, pours his coffee, taps that sign, like Ted yes. Lasso, and yes. is like,
3: Yes. <laughs> Boom. Checks that Check indoor out- bird feeder. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Check out
1: my first year of corn. I did it against all odds. I did it. James says Meyer always has good deals on corn. Sometimes you can get five years corn emoji for $1. Shut the fuck up, James. The fuck And yeah, same here. dude. This other, did you already talk about this other post? No, we, we didn't. Did so James a- is
3: also like a mere hours before he was like sharing the Meyer deals on corn. Uh, he saw something out in these streets that he was not happy to see.
2: Does anyone Does know if, if these are part of the 5G voodoo sticks that everyone is talking about? Attaches a photo of speakers clearly just on top of a
1: like a pole. 5G voodoo sticks. Me and my cousin
2: Darren keep seeing these <laughs> pop
3: up more and more in the area. We are concerned that these are right across from homes, pointing their microwaves in all directions. How do we find out who owns them and to what extent they pump out the voodoo? I don't up. think that Jesus. they will be an issue for most that drive or walk away. So to be clear, James is not one of those irresponsible, like, rumor peddlers. James no. allows. that won't be questions. an issue of people just walking or driving by. That's not what James is worried about. Right. But uh-huh. what about the people sitting in their beds at night or watching extended hours of TV to ingest this black magic into their brains and or cores of their bodies. James isn't sure about the science, so he makes that and or. Yeah, uh, and possession
1: there. He's not 100% sure, he is sure it's voodoo and black magic. Right. Though, uh, hmm, James, hmm, stick to fucking buying corn, all right? <laughs> so that's what we need from you. Uh, speaking of uh nations turned to shit by conspiracy theorist right-wingers. Mm. Uh, oh, you saw 90- the Facebook announcement? No, is there a Facebook announcement?
3: Uh, Facebook is rolling out a proto metaverse that's basically me. Uh, what were the we the the we store uh, people? The me mees not meeples. No, just mees
1: <laughs> meeples me- meeples is a different thing. I know. <laughs> anyway, Road ninety six is out now on. I played it on Steam. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I've been waiting to hear what you thought because this, yeah, this rolled out about like a week ago or something like that. This is really a game that I've been uh. so
1: curious about since the early trailers because of the way it has been sold uh, in terms of what it's doing. All right, so the premise of this game: first person, first person, run based first person adventure game. Hmm. It is 1996. You are living in a country whose name oh, – Petria. Vague, hard to say where it's being – what what specifically it's draw? not – it's very clear to what it's drawing on. It's drawing on a bunch of different places that have fell to, quote-unquote, authoritarian regimes uh, or that have been brought under authoritarianism. Um, uh from around the world, uh, the the word Petria is broad enough to to feel like we're talking about somewhere in Eastern Europe, but the game often feels like it is in Central or South America. But also, it's most clear coding uh, in in terms of the way, specifically because it has English voice acting and because the pre the kind of um the sort of uh, central organizing event of the game is a is a, is an election between a. Centrist uh, uh, kind of candidate, and then the established, uh, you know, t- tyrannical uh, reactionary current uh, uh, incumbent. Is that it? Often feels like it's it is very much talking about America. This is a game made by by a French studio, so it is it is very much and it and it feels like it. Mm. It feels like a French studio, which it feels like it like. Um, films and and – there is something uh, there is something about this that looks like it's outside looking in, in in a way that can be frustrating sometimes. You're playing a teenager who is trying to get out of the country, trying to escape the country um, uh, because of the growing authoritarianism there and some vague mention of camps for teens. It's not clear if those are quote-unquote re-education camps. It seems like to some degree, it's about the current tyrannical – Uh, a leader whose name is Tyrik, I want to say. President Tyrick or Tyrak. I think it's Tyrak, like tyrant, but with a K at the end instead of an NT, keeping you from voting. (laughs) Um, And the story, the the way it works is you kind of bounce from node to node on your trip towards the north. And you have a health bar and you have some resources. Um, Your health bar decreases as you travel. If you travel by foot, for instance, you lose a lot of health because it's hard to do that trip on foot. You're trying to travel like 2,500 miles on your first trip across the entirety of this this whole continent, or this whole uh, uh, country, um, and you are um, you are met with a with a rotating cast of characters at each location that you come to. So, for instance, maybe you come to a uh, a bar. And the bar is locked down, but you really just want to go in and buy a burger to get some health. And so you talk your way in, and it turns out that bar is being used that night as a hangout for a radical revolutionary group that's trying to push back on the on the tyranny of of President Tyrak. Um, uh, or you uh, you hop on a bus, and on the backseat of the bus is a little kid who's run away from home, or another teen who's run away from home, a younger teen, and who's hacking into the government's databases mm-hmm. to give everybody free hamburgers or you get a ride with a friend and you're in the back of a kind of an SUV and uh the the people driving you are a couple and they're debating the future of the the country and like one of them is is a little more a little more liberal and one of them is a little more conservative and they but they both think that the teen should be treated better and then a cop pulls you over what do you do um you've lots of dialogue options you've lots of um sorry it struck me when i said this game reminds me of french games the thing i'm thinking of is Life is Strange. Right. The dialogue, the mu- some of the musical choices, some of the ways in which everything feels very carefully um, – t- this is a game about teens, like that vibe and like what that looks like, the certain type of, of stylization around what teen voice is, around – reminds me so much of Life is Strange 1 uh, uh, in such a heavy way. Mm-hmm. But it's not going really um,
3: full like Detroit Become Human – where it's like I got things to say, and oh,
1: it has things. No, no, it has things to say. Yeah, but I'm not quite sure what those things are yet. So, for instance, I'm going to spoil one. Or okay, so let me give you more about the structure. You complete that first journey. Part of the thing about going, getting to the border is you're along the way. You're talking to people about their plot lines. Basically, there are six main side characters, right? There's a little hacker kid. There's someone who's part of the, the revolution. There's like a TV hostess. And each of them have story beats. And you're completing those story beats over the course of multiple runs of getting different teens out of this country. Um, uh, along the way, you're unlocking different abilities. So like on my first run, I unlocked lockpicking and I unlocked cleverness, which opened up different options in conversation or in the environment. So because I had lockpicking, the one of the ways that became available when you get to the border, you have like eight different options for how to try to cross. Right? You could just try to rough it across the the hills. You can. What I did was I used my lockpick to sneak into the back of a truck and have the truck drive me out. But even that had some puzzle elements. Once you're in that scenario, um and, and so you're you're unlocking more story beats for these characters. There's a little percentage bar on each character of uh, how much of their story you've unlocked at this point. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, huh. It's right. So this is where I'm getting to when I talk about like. The, the structure of this game being weird, and again, from run to run, if you've unlocked lockpicking, that stays with all of your characters. All of the teens in Petri have learned how to lockpick. Someone sent out
2: the WhatsApp. Video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, they all got clever real quick. Um, <laughs> the and so that structure is already kind of weird, but the idea is you'll see the stories and affect the stories over the course of all of your runs, um, which is it. So here's an example. I'm gonna spoil one little segment. The bar segment. I talked about this. I got dropped off at the bar, and it, this is also such a good illustration of this game's weird politics and its and also its desire to put you at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. You go into that bar, uh someone basically says, ah, send the kid in. Let the kid get a burger. You know, this kid's on the clearly, you know, on their way, or in this case I was playing playing a woman. Uh, this you know, this girl's on her way up to the to the border, let her let her come in and get some food. One. They were in the middle of an air hockey tournament. So I played an air hockey mini game. This game has lots of mini games. Ooh. Air hockey mini games, lots of little like – I was part of a heist at one point and that was like almost like a um, keep talking and no one explodes thing. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I have to give these people – I have to tell these people what camera they're on. I have to tell these people where the um, – what code – what the code is for the for the safe. So I have to look around this room and find the code for the safe. Oh, there's someone knocking at the door. What do I tell them to do? Like, that was kind of neat. But I started an air hockey tournament in the, at this bar. I won the air hockey tournament, which meant I won 30 bucks or something, which is a fortune. Because that's bus fare. That's food money. That's – you could get – All the burgers you you want. All the burgers you want. Um, And then I had a conversation at the bar. And at the bar, one of the people was like, so are you political? Which is a way – again, are you political has a very – we don't say, are you political to mean, are you to the left? But there are places in the world and times in the world in which you say, are you political to mean, are you engaged in the political struggle that we're in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I tend to associate that with French and Western European leftists as like, th- that tends to be one of the ways I've heard that coded before in conversation. Hmm. Right. Um, uh, and so when they're like, are you political? They don't mean, are you? And so you say, yes. And the reason I say that that's how this this is this means is like, 10 seconds later they're inviting you downstairs into the secret into the secret like uh radical revolutionary hub HQ where you're looking at a map of the country and they're debating what to do. And they're like all right. We've been trying our best to get the word out. We have a pirate radio station and we've been telling people to resist, but now we've to decide what our next step is. Do we blow up a a uh, a, a big um what do you call it? a billboard for the bat for the bad president? Do we blow one up? We invite a bunch of you know cops and press there, and we blow it up in front of them so they can see that we're serious. And of course, the room is divided. One of the leaders says we got to we have to take more you know a more violent stand against injustice. That we can't just keep doing the pirate radio and the vandalism. That's not enough. We got to go further. And the other guy goes, "Wait a second. At the end of the day, we have to win this hearts and minds, votes, etc." <laughs> and so you get to be. You get to be the, the they go around the room. They go around the room of Wait, radical the burger, insurgents.
2: Burger uh mini game winner gets to yeah. pick what gets you do. Because you, you said blow up the billboard? I'm political.
1: <laughs> yeah, I said I'm political, so now I'm invited into the the HQ of these these radical revolutionaries.
2: What if you're a double agent? They don't know.
1: They don't know. They don't know. Don't worry, yeah, I voted it, for blowing up all. the billboard. Yeah. But okay. it was it was it very much was like the world will remember that, right? Like you have had an effect. <laughs> it has this big like it's kind of like a VHS effect that happens when you make big choices. So things like that. There's another thing that I did where it was very much about um do I get my ass out of there or do I manage to get the information to somebody about um a threat that might come to pass you know it's sort of like hey where will the killer be at this future event and i finished that run expecting the end of that run for there to be this moment where the killer showed up to try to kill this important npc and that didn't happen and i've realized now that's because that event is closer to quote unquote the election and time moves up as i go from run to run to run and so as you're progressing the stories
2: exactly like along then like and mm-hmm. so okay. I, it's very
1: weird the way that this game is is sold on Steam is, hitchhike your way to freedom in this crazy, procedurally generated road trip. No one road is the same. And like, I believe that some procedural generation is happening in terms of n- when we narrative design procedural generation, what the flow chart is, which events you get when, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like, this is a very this is a super scripted game. Those six main characters are the six main characters. The like the girl who plays the trombone that you meet in the camp. Maybe I didn't need to meet her in the camp first. Maybe I could have met her in the car ride with the with the, the parents who are divided. But I still meet her. But I still meet her, and she's the character. And those that conversation is that conversation. The I arc think of this re-
2: game is going to play out to the, some degree right, along a line, but I, what, no matter what what, what. what I don't know is will the
1: end of this game to what degree are these choices I'm making setting in stone some ending six or seven or eight runs down the line. I think mm-hmm. it's six runs to succeed, but I don't, right now I don't know how I wouldn't succeed. I think I'm you know I'm playing smart, but like I haven't hit anything that feels like an impossible to win situation yet. Maybe there are some bad decisions you could make where you're in really desperate situations where it would go bad. But like it's all
2: it's all choice. You're not like picking up a gun and running around. Th-
1: and those shooting. No, no guns, no shooting, no violence or. There's violence happening, and there's a heist with like guns, and there was a guard trying to knock down the door and come. But you you're
2: not the one shooting bad dudes or whatever. I
1: have not shot anybody. I'm not. I don't think that's you're playing a teenager who is like passing through a dangerous world. And there's some scary okay. bits. I think getting across the border in the truck, as like the cops and the dogs are trying to like get you or trying to find out if you're there. That stuff is is a little spooky and like is 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 stressful. Um, uh, and it's, and it's playing with very serious material in a way that like every once in a while it can hit on something. But also there was a mini game where I played a trombone solo and the stars disappeared and I was in a world of cosmic trombone energy for a moment
2: mm-hmm. while I
1: was like hanging out with my friend, the trombone girl. And then we both got kicked out of a trailer park because we were making too much noise on the See, trombone. this is
2: what I, if I, they just let me play the saxophone. Right. That would have been That's, you. This is what's yes. what I thought would happen to me. Yes.
1: So it's like, it's trying to walk this line between life is strange quirkiness and like, there are times when I'm like, is this crash? Are we doing crash? There's a black cop Uh-oh. mom mm. who is like, who has, who's missing her son, her adopted son, um, who you also meet in the game as a main character. And you just meet her on the, or at least I met her on the bad, on a bad day. Her, the tire had come off her car and it was started raining. And then I had to be like, Hey, can you give me a ride to town? Or, hey, I can help you with that. Or just going about my business, ma'am. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of like the part about what I'm, the crash comparison is like, look at all these people connected in this web. And, and even though they seem like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum, don't they have an overlapping story that unites them all? And it's like, I don't know. She's a cop, man. She's a cop during <laughs> the, 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 current administration, this, like, brutal, yeah. tyrannical, sending teens to camp administration. Um, and so when she, like, lays out the secret history of her adopted son, I kind of don't care too much. Um, uh, when I talk to, like, the right-wing, you know, um, uh, uh, television personality, I kind of don't care that she loves dance music. She kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so kind of reminds and me of honestly. Huh? Kind of reminds me of Crash. That's what I said. That was the beginning yeah. of this conversation. Yeah, sorry. I said, I said, I was like, this is it's Crash. It's doing Crash. It's oh, doing sorry, crash. But this is when I was bringing, in rain, uh, yeah, you, rain you may have missed soaked this. groceries. It one hundred percent feels like that is the vibe.
2: So it's going to be game of the year, is what you are saying. <laughs> I
1: mean, you know, <laughs> ten out of ten from NME apparently. So I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's it's doing lots of interesting things, and it's to its credit. There have been lots of options where it's where like someone asks me my opinion and my opinions, you're you're kind of have icons that tell you what your character's personal perspective is. And and it will be like, I'm just trying to get across the border, man. Or I think we need to overthrow this shitty government or (laughs) we should all vote for the for the centrist candidate. She'll fix everything. Votes are what matter most. And that's like a. I forget what the icon for the votes are what matter most thing is, but it made me laugh at the time. It made me go like, all right, word, you can just play this as the most... And I'm so curious. This is the thing. Is like what I want to do is just dig into the files and, or like I want to dig into like the spreadsheets and see what the outcomes are from this from this stuff. So I will probably play this game to a conclusion and see if I continue playing this game as me, what the outcome is. But it's kind of weird because if I'm jumping from teens' perspective to teens' perspective, I would imagine some teens are like "fuck off, I don't give a fuck about this country, I'm leaving," versus some other teens being like super quote unquote political in that way.
3: Sorry you're gonna answer this uh, while I was away, but like is there pushback if you were like not is there anything to encourage you or discourage you from playing in character? Like do you is there something that wants to keep you like I'll respond the way this character would want to respond?
1: No, in fact in fact there was a there's a bit where you get a cab and the cab driver is weird, um, in a way that made me clam the fuck up. Uh, or like, you get pulled over by the cops at one point in another scenario, and it was very much like, yeah, officer, just on our way to the next town, like that, you know. So, I, And I think that there should be some of that. Um, but are, if you're asking, can you game it? Like, yes. And, and the question ends up being, am I gaming it or is the character gaming it? Yeah. And if they can convince me that those – like, I think the taxi situation was one of those ones where it was like, I've been in this cab. Yeah. We're like, oh boy, oh boy, I'm in a cab with someone who loves the current administration, Time to not talk at all about the ter- – yeah, you got some dinosaur magazines. I love dinosaurs. Let's talk about that, <laughs> you know, um, versus the sense of like, oh, um, my ca- what's my character actually believe here? The thing that, that seems weird is I want to explore all of those different options and see how they play out across different events and stuff, but not if it adds up into one big final ending. You know, like I would – I want to make the, the choices that I want to make to see an end to get an ending I'm curious about. But that means I'm not able to role play as these individual characters, or I'm not like, oh, I'm voting teen now. <laughs> I'm the person who's like blue, no matter who. Uh, like <laughs> that would be a funny way to play this game. But if it's adding into a pool of big, big choices, then I don't know that it's built. I don't. I can't tell if it's built for that to like work, or or if that would lock certain things into place in a way. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's taking a big swing, and it's doing it for twenty bucks. You know. Um, I don't know how long it is. I'm a few runs in now. I guess people are. They're, they're it sounds kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it sounds some- It is kind of cool, and like sometimes they hit it in a way that's like that was pretty funny, or you know, here is the here is the the uh, a scenario that like develops into something. Like, I really like the heist bit. Um, in, in a way that was like it, we're basically like breaking into. It's always a little too neat. We were breaking into the taxi, the taxi station that the um the taxi like headquarters from the creepy conservative taxi guy. Uh, but uh the characters that you meet there, these two like these two heist dudes are very much pulled from, you know, they're they are they're they are early Tarantino esque. You know, they're like absolute goofballs who have stumbled into a life of crime, who are constantly bantering. And, you know, maybe that doesn't sound good to you because of your current feelings about Tarantino, which fucking fair, but like that style of here are two goofballs trying to rob a taxi, you know, station, a taxi uh, uh, depot uh, is played off pretty well for me in a way that was that was kind of fun. The stuff that's always the weirdest is my position in it. Mm-hmm. Why am I being brought into the revolutionary headquarters? Why are these two criminals asking me to help them? Why do I have to drive the – The weird you know fake fox news host somewhere uh it just worked out that way and again that is the part that also feels very crash it feels very like you know and and the thing is like if it shakes out and it ends up not having crash as politics it's like weird it's on us like the 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 fact that like structures don't exist in crash only individuals do (laughs) if it avoids that then i can imagine it Ending up being something that I kind of still think fondly of, even though I think it's a little weird. Um, Also, the pacing is just wild. It's just one of those things where it's just like boom, 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 boom. Everything is happening. Like there is no – you're not taking a breath. It's not like a – like yes, you look out the window sometimes as you're driving from place to place or like you'll arrive at like – again, you'll arrive at like a bar or at a trailer park or whatever and you get to walk around a little bit. But there is a rapid fire pace to – the big events of the game that can be kind of ex- exhausting sometimes um anyway that's road 96 it is i didn't realize this that it is the same team that did um valiant hearts which was that world war one game like yeah when ubisoft ago. was like
2: we're gonna make tiny games yes. um that game was all right it, went, it, tr- it, tr- it tried some interesting things i don't it did try some interesting things can't wait
3: for tom clancy's valiant hearts 2 um, when when we finally get that, just cute little like animated style, but it's but it's all like Tom Clancy characters, uh-huh, like yeah. John Clark
1: just wants to find love. Uh- uh. Tom Clancy, I we we didn't talk about it, but I just want to briefly say that the like Tom Clancy competitive FPS game they announced a couple months ago that that was one of the strangest presentations I've ever seen. That's all. That's all I'll say. XD. Um, XD. <laughs>
4: isn't, that, that's,
2: isn't that the name yeah. of a Disney channel? Disney X, XD? I think the yeah. name of that
1: game is X Defiant, but like... Clearly, it's XD. Uh-huh. Disney so XD was there, I think... It's the wacky I think one X- with the attitude. Yeah. I, is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, I guess that's right. Okay. We got all these thought, assets. What was the name of their thing where we Look did... Because the- I just did search for... Hmm... So the thing we, we were, were all Disney XD. By we were on that channel, pill. we were. Yeah, yeah. We were on that channel oh, for a little bit.
3: Sorry. Uh yeah, you mean the the terrific Disney XD.
1: Our <laughs> partner our Disney channel. XD. Yes. Sorry, the thing I was, was remembering so is they they used to do this primetime block in 2017 called DXP where it was video game related and that's the block wow. that we were part of. Anyway, I was like, didn't I do the XD thing? Didn't <laughs> I have to say on Disney XD, like 80 times one day. And yeah. the answer is yes, <laughs> I did. Um <gasps> God. Anyway, that's that's Road 96. I can't get uh it really quick, I'm gonna shout out Black Book as a game that people who like card games but don't want run-based card games should look into. Also, people who think like
4: is that not run-based.
1: This Slavic is- horror. I don't think it is. Hmm. I don't think it is run-based. In my experience, it has been there's a very clear narrative that's happening. It's an RPG. And maybe maybe there's proc gen or roguelike stuff happening, run-based stuff happening in terms of if you fail a run and you just get a new one. But like in the chapter of the game I'm in currently, you're very much working towards a specific goal. Maybe the like the runs that you do to get the like for people who don't remember, let me just set up Blackbook really quick. BlackBook is a RPG, card-based RPG, uh in the vein or something like Slay the Spire. Uh it was in a demo. Thing a couple of months ago, uh, it's yeah. gorgeous. Uh, it is pulling on Slavic mythology, specifically Slavic myths. Um, it very much has this this incredible. You, you are playing sort of the town witch and like the town um, like wise person, the person who understands why someone got burned at the sauna, and the reason is. Yeah. Because there was a demon in the sauna, you know, uh, that, that – and you didn't do the proper – you didn't ask for permission before coming in first and that's what you do. Or the the person who knows where you're supposed to build a shrine in the house to keep the evil demons away, uh, but also the person who like uses the evil demons to fight other evil demons uh, and those end up representing like tools in your disposal and it's, it's a – all of the theming is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It uses this kind of like l- – kind of – um. Low detail polygonal thing that reminds me a lot of Kentucky Route Zero in places, especially the way the camera movements work, moving in and out of different landscapes and past some trees or revealing a wider shot as you come around an angle. Um, uh, but then the combat is basically like Slay the Spire or Patrick, like SteamWorld Quest. Uh, hmm. and I think it's more like SteamWorld Quest in the sense that you're building a huge book of cards over the period of your entire game and you're building – you're picking what you have in your in your deck in between encounters. So that it's game much was great. more, yeah. So I think like if you like that, but you would like some Eastern European mythology and folklore. It seems spooky. Yeah, I, I, I like it, the, cool. the vibe. It, it was. It was I mean, going for the the premise of the game is that like your beloved, your 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 husband or your betrothed dies under mysterious circumstances. And well, you isn't
2: think, it they like they kill themselves? But you like don't believe. Like mm-hmm. you're like nah. Sounds shit fake. doesn't shit doesn't add up i'm going to go get their soul and bring them back <laughs> that's exactly right and
1: so like to do that you have to you have to unlock the seals to go in and and get Which them is back, a cool like it's mm-hmm. like
2: it's this girl who's like i'm not going to become a witch then this happens and she's like yes. well uh-huh. i suppose
1: i will be Time a witch i to become a witch <laughs> and i was like like
2: <laughs> yes. that's like the the 30 minutes that i played and i was like that is a awesome Sounds like it's a setup really for an cool. eight twenty four or an Annapurna film. Also, <laughs> yeah. like a great setup for a game called Black Book. Yeah, uh, it
1: and, and I think the 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 card combat is really cool, Cado. It sounds like you've played. Have you played some of this? Also, I just played that prologue that was up. Uh, okay, so. you can load that save right in. Oh, so you really? You can pick that save oh, up right yes. away, a hundred percent. So I, that's what I did when I jump back in. Uh, One of the coolest things is that like every round you are playing a mix of kind of scroll cards and key cards. You get a hand and there's a mix of cards and you – but you only – you can play – instead of being like you have X mana, you have slots of cards you can play. So you can play three scroll cards and one key card for instance and that means that like the key cards tend to be not as powerful but they're a nice little like – little swerve you can put on your kind of round to be like oh and i want a little bit of health back or oh i want a little bit of a shield at the end Mm -hmm. and so you end up building your deck out around that stuff um it is rpg like in that you are leveling up passive abilities like how many how many items you can hold at one time and those items give you passive bonuses or how much like you just straight up use your xp to buy upgrades that give you things like flat damage boosts across all of your cards um or how many cards you can play per turn all that stuff is really cool and then and then. I really think one of the coolest things is that, you know, if you've played, say, the Spire or FTL or any of those style of narrative run-based – run-based games that have those narrative components, one of the things that happens is you come to a choice on your journey and you pick, oh, we're going to let – we're going to pick up this escape pod and bring it in or we're going to blow it up and collect the scrap or whatever. Mm -hmm. Here, a lot of the things that you end up with are – Quizzes about how well you've read whatever recent or relevant encyclopedia encyclopedia thing there is. So you'll come across a field, for instance, that has that has like all withered away, and a farmer who is like, "I don't know what to do about my farm." And you're like, "All right, give me a second. Let me open up the book." And you go to the field. You know, you go to the encyclopedia, and like I think there was something, some sort of field demon. You read the field demon thing, and it's like, "Well, make sure that you do blank right before harvest season," and you tell him like, "Next time, do this." and he's like all right cool and if you do, if you do that process right you get extra xp from having mm-hmm. like given him the right thing from the 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 knowledge base that you have and i love that it puts you in that role cuz that's mm-hmm. what the character is right
4: like they're not just also, in folklore go ahead Well, i was just going to say i think it, i i find it really interesting that they the sometimes the answers aren't super clear either like Correct. it's it's uh, there's interpretation. a little bit of extrapolation yeah like yes. which is yes. partially how things that are you know a history being passed down through a generation get like kind of skewed and like right. what exactly was this meaning again oh right um i've gotten right. a few things wrong just because I, like i'm I misinterpreted a bit and it's like fun it doesn't, I, feel, still, it
1: doesn't feel like like yeah right yeah, yeah
4: like it's it's cool it's fun that that can happen still like even though i think i thought i was right and like it didn't and like I got punished for it still, or it's not, it's less that you were punished. You don't get the bonus. That you, you don't, don't get, get the bonus, bonus XP, right? So right? it doesn't feel as yeah. bad to fail, yeah. but I love that it still lets you f- fail that way because of who the character is. Yeah. You're still learning right. what these rituals are. You're still getting new pieces of that information brought to you for the first time. And it's, yeah, that's really yeah. neat.
1: Yeah. Um, all of that stuff is, is, uh, is really fun. The, um, the way in which, the, the role of your character sits as someone who both helps people and also is the medium by which through which it, you get the I get the sense that the the kind of like mun- the world of the mundane and the supernatural here is at an uneasy balance and mm-hmm. you are part of the person keeping that in place one of the one of the things that was not in the demo was pestering um where uh, you know the, the the demo and the kind of prolog leads to you getting these things called shorts, uh, C-H-O-R-T-S, which are corduroy shorts. No, they're no. not. <laughs> uh, they, are, <laughs> they are like they're little spirits, devils, right? They're yeah. like little demons. They're little demons. Um, and in between like m- big quests, you, you're told basically, listen, shorts will like bother you. They will like fuck you up. They will take health from you. They will make you do less damage. They have these negative things that they'll do to you. Because they're bored and they want to do things. And sometimes you need them. You need them to do something big for you. So you can't just dismiss them. The whole yeah. point of being in this role is that you have a few of these things leashed. Um, but you have to give them jobs to go do. And so like one of the narrative ones that they they mention is that like your old your grandfather is like, Yeah, I used to send my charts to go pick all the grass out of so and so's field uh, <laughs> overnight. Um and so you end up you end up making a like uh, make cho- Make a choice early on I, it happens again every round of this new quest where you're like alright what am I going to send these guys to go fucking do in this town or in this area in this region while I'm off busy investigating something and I don't need their help and that sort of double action of like I need them to help people mm-hmm. but also if I just keep them around me they'll hurt me so I'm going to send them out to go like turn the milk sour over- <laughs> overnight just to keep them fucking busy right. like yes it'll suck that people get sour milk tomorrow but it's better that than i take a bunch of health damage and can't solve the bigger regional crisis um and i i love that that perspective on this type of character mm-hmm. um because i think our fantasies of witches in games specifically are mostly you can cast spells and maybe you know some nature stuff. Yeah. And this idea of, like, fitting une- in the uneasy balance between the supernatural and the mundane is actually extremely good. So it's and called also, Black Book that's on Steam. Well, I was going to mm-hmm. say,
4: it also, like, it has this very interesting, you're walking this very interesting line between a sort of, like, everyone crosses themselves, like, on in certain times. Like, right. There's, like, a lot of, like... Christianity be very ritual ritualized, yes, yes, but it also feels like it's that sort of we're in that sort of moment where a culture is still has its old paganistic like rituals and stuff, where Christianity is being kind of like supplanted on top, just kind of like plastered over on top of it, and but then it also. But but because these demons are real, that sort of sub, that sort of like duality is very interesting to play with. As far as like, yeah, the, the you're using right. demons, uh things that are like shitty and evil to like help other people and so they're gonna have to do some shitty and evil things uh but at least it's a minor shitty and evil thing but like the sign of the cross is a powerful tool
1: in your disposal like that's the perspective it's that is very supernatural mythological perspective it's taking which is like all the shit is real but all of it is real which (laughs) which means you have to there's a sort of what is the real politic of the witch world? You know what I, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like it's in my tool belt. I'm going to fucking use it, right. you know, um, uh, and I'm going to do my best to use it to help people. But also sometimes I'm going to go spoil their milk. Cause if I don't, et cetera. So again, it's called black book. It's like 25 bucks on steam. Um, I think it's, I think it's like, I genuinely think it's really special. I'm, I'm not in the card game mode right now. I don't know if this, if y'all go through this where you're like, I'm really in a mode to play blank. Mm-hmm. But I'm not right there right now. But I'm very excited to hit that mode sometime this year and like go deep into it and just just devour it because
2: that, it that seems, seems like like a uh, um, yes, like a how like a Christmas like a winter game. Black Black Book seems like a, something I'd want to play when it's. This is a game out. that you should
1: play in December when you're like, what stuff that came out that yeah, no one told yeah, yeah, me. I, to. <laughs> I started
2: making just a list now. I just have that list like in my notes. It's like this I have a list of sure. all the games that I play during the year. Like meaningfully, and then at bottom I've been putting games I need to play. And Black Book is already; it's yes. on there. It's on my Switch, and then it will be something that I play and then go. <laughs> like if I go to the classic, like damn, this would have been in my top five if I just played it in the middle of August when I had more time.
1: <laughs> I, is it out, is this out on Switch? Did this come to, oh, yeah, it did yeah. Come to oh. Switch? Yeah, oh, that's
2: great. I'm gonna start. I might try it on. It looks fine, but I like the aesthetic so much that I wonder if it, like, would, you know, I guess we're playing it in reverse. I guess maybe you would know better. You're playing it on a bigger screen, but, like, it looked really cool. It looks
1: gorgeous. It really does. It looks
2: fine on Switch, but, like, I'm really, like, the Steam Deck has, like, broken my brain Um, where. Sure. And games, and just, like, games like Boomerang Axe, I'm just at the end of. My I'm, my tolerance is like growing thin on playing games on, and I'm the Switch guy. Like I try and play everything on that thing because it is the most convenient way to fit yeah. in games in my life. But I, it's just like the performance is is, and it seems fine in Black Book, but it's just it. I, it's, you know, at times if a game has a really cool aesthetic, it's like well I have the nice screens in different parts of the house. Maybe that game is 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 worth it in that degree, but I don't know. So yeah. anyway, that looks. I, I will keep, I will keep that on my list as well because that is that definitely struck me as. Some cool shit. Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, anyone else play anything to,
1: uh, this 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 week that they want to talk about? I feel like That's in it. the rush to get the um, the the this episode kicked off with the news, I did, we didn't do the pre-podcast breakdown <laughs> of what we'd all be talking about. So now I realize I don't know if anyone else has anything today. Sounds like no, no though. No. Not me.
2: Twelve twelve minutes. I got. I'll log off this and then. Ask Rob for a hint on how to finish twelve minutes instead of <laughs> spending an hour doing it.
1: That's yeah, okay. That seems like that seems smart. Um, what? Sorry, I was looking at our emails and we got it. We got a. We got a. You know how I don't know if this has happened to you. Sometimes you do a podcast and you answer an email, uh-huh. and then you listen to a different gaming podcast, and that gaming podcast also got that email. Mm. We definitely got. Oh, an I don't email. like that. We definitely got an email in that opens. Oi, Nextlander crew. <laughs> <laughs> shout
2: out call them out
1: who is i'm this? not i'm not gonna call out this person <laughs> i will say they're in vermont so if you're a vermonter bernie bernie okay. bernie we bernie some slack
2: god uh, um, is this james from next door <laughs> <laughs> also writing into our podcast and next that's Landing, right that's and yeah, worry and, about the voodoo and, 5g yes, towers
1: yes um all right uh we should do some we should do some questions before we wrap up here uh yeah. gaming at com is the address we got some more question or more gift questions uh, or gift comments i guess uh sent in this one comes in from harry from colorado who says after listening to last week's pod and the stories about present giving deception i had to write in and share my own apologies for the long story it's december 2006 and i am 10 years old and the we is in short supply like many it's all i wanted for the holidays i'd heard the reports of scarcity Uh, I had also heard that uh, from my single mom talking on the phone about how money was a bit tight. I made my pitch. This was a present for the whole family, (laughs) for my three older siblings, and for her too. Um, uh, But I knew that was unlikely at best that we would get a Wii. My mom and siblings knew that too. On Christmas morning, there was a big box under the tree with my name on it. I didn't want to seem over eager, but my mom insisted I open it. I ripped off the wrapping paper to reveal an Xbox. I smiled and I said thank you to my family but I was so ex- uh, that, that I was so excited to play something new. My mom told me to open up the Xbox and set it up. Inside the Xbox box was a brand new Wii. I was excited. <laughs> but, but I knew this was coming. I had found the Xbox box hidden inside wow. my mom's closet. I thought it was odd because my oldest brother already had an Xbox and I often played it with him. But I noticed a white tab inside the Xbox box and had discovered the Wii within about a week before christmas. I started Ugh. to piece the other bits of evidence together remembering that my mom mentioned that she quote had to get up early to drive my brother to work when I asked her why she wasn't <laughs> home when I woke up one morning. My brother had a car and I knew it was working. Later, I would find out that my brother had been uh, out driving late one night while he dro- drove past the GameStop stop at 4 a.m., one that had a sign that said, "We have 6 wees that will go on sale when we open." There were four people in line, my brother was the fifth. He didn't have wow. a coat. He didn't have a coat and he didn't have any cash. He called my mom on a below freezing morning and she quickly scraped uh, scraped together what she needed to make my Christmas dream come true and and to warm up my brother. So on that Christmas morning, I put on my best performance. I I had to seem like I didn't know about the Wii. I had to seem grateful but slightly disappointed about the Xbox and I had to be utterly shocked by the Wii reveal. I nailed it. <laughs> we had so much fun playing Wii Sports <laughs> that Christmas that my mom ended up throwing out her shoulder and swearing to never play again. <laughs> to this day, my mom does not know that I found the Wii ahead of time that she hasn't played Wii Sports since. Thanks for all you do, Harry from Colorado.
2: May hey, I uh-huh. feel like you should tell her that you, you have know because that's such a cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Like that makes yeah. it. That's better that you. It's, it's so rare. as an adult, especially can, now. as an adult. Yeah. yeah, it's so rare to understand. As a parent, and like you know, I, I know this well. Even though my kids aren't, my kids five, she just started kindergarten literally this morning today, and we're entering that phase where it's like you do like you hide a lot of the shit you do for your kids because you just want them to be happy, and you they don't you know that's part of being an adult is, is like finally realizing like all the bullshit your parents like went through to like do things for you within their means, and mm-hmm. the fact that he saw like a window into that and now can appreciate like how ridiculous that chain of events is right. for that to happen. That's cool. It's very that's really cool. Yeah, really you cool. Know, who knows how else that story would have ever your mom has probably done something similar a million times. Maybe that story doesn't even register you know, to her. Um, and that's cool. You should tell your mom. Thank you is what I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree
1: with this. This reminds and me And your brother. Um, honestly, yeah. like most bros,
2: older oh, brothers are 100%, 100%. dirtbags. A hundred percent. The fact that your brother did th- one, what's he doing at 4am? not going to ask that, you know, that's just going to let that slide. Yeah, maybe he's getting off. That, work. Maybe he's I working late. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that he stopped too, that's is, huge. Spe- speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Speaks well as the parenting. Speaks well of the older brother. That's a good family dynamic, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> everyone played their part. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. from the top to the like Everybody in the, yes. in the chain down to you lying about it. <laughs> yes, 100%. everyone nailed it. Yeah. Like, across the board. Um, I can admit now. I can admit an all-time bad thing that baby Austin did. <laughs> I would have been – God, how old would I have been? Based on where I was living, I think I was probably eight or nine, maybe ten. Based on who was there, maybe I was ten or eleven. Mm, I was in like I was in like second or third grade. <laughs> Keep going. I think it up, was last year. <laughs> this is last year, no. I got up early on Christmas and I was so like I wanted to I wanted to know what everything was. So I tore little tiny holes in oh. every not even just not even not even just for me. It wasn't just me. I was looking at Oh, see, oh my is. god! It's like I want to know what everything is. Whoa! Yeah, I tore them on the bottom, <laughs> thinking no one would ever see. And we got through like mm-hmm. four gifts before they noticed. <laughs> so I never did that again. But would would all like this is like a classic my mom teases me for thing yeah years mm-hmm. later every christmas you know what i mean every christmas do you remember every, she's just,
2: she, i would have just put holes in the bottom of all your presents <laughs> going forward. but i would have been fine with it. this is the thing is like i was never a um love the
1: surprise i'm not a love the surprise person don't surprise me i don't care i love the surprise complete opposite fuck. i like i i what i go fuck about is that someone else cares about it so like i will often put on the performance of being excited about a surprise but like in my heart of hearts I'm a very hard person to gift shop for to begin with. Like yes, I don't keep a list. I'm I'm not yeah. a. I, it doesn't. You know. Um. It's it's bad. Like I get it. It, it makes it hard to get me gifts. I get that. But I think part of that is that thing of like, oh, this is really nice. Thank you. And it's like that's not what people want to hear. People want to. People want the like Nintendo 64 kit. <laughs> and it's hard. I don't have that in me. And I've so- I've
2: had tr- I've had trouble explaining that to, um. Like, when we would have, like, Jessica... I'm trying to think, like, the, the age that she started caring about opening things was probably three, mm-hmm. and then people would, you know, ask, we try and line up, you know, like, we as parents wouldn't buy the stuff we thought she really wanted, we'd let other people get that, so they could try and, like, have that moment, because, like, she's three, like, who cares if her... She doesn't care if her parents buy it, she just cares that there's, like, you know, presents to open, and sometimes, like, it wouldn't hit, or it would hit, but it's gonna hit tomorrow right and like the opening she just opens it and wants to open the next thing and you feel bad but on some level, it was also like yo she's three like you're not allowed to be hurt <laughs> because she didn't give you the performance yeah. but uh connected to that is uh i've often uh, uh run like chafed against some of my wife's like holiday traditions because her family on one side the way that they would open gifts is they'd all sit around um and this is separating like do you open things like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? Those are annual arguments that we yeah, course, have that I'm not going to get into here. Um, don't want to <laughs> get too serious. Um, and But it's, she? her family likes to like guess and seriously guess oh God. What, what the gifts are before they open them. No. What? Like shake it, think about it, and that's like, so now, now granted that becomes part of the game. Often people are putting things in different boxes, like putting in uh, different uh, materials to throw you off. But I hate it. I was like, I like the surprise. I want to open the gift and see like w- what it is and like have that be the And So I've tried to like play along. And I'm like, I can't. She's like, you can just stop doing it. You clearly hate it. I was like, I do. I do hate it. I don't want to guess. Like I goes like, I'll guess. And then I'm right. And I'm like, yay. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it sort of like ruins the effect, at least for me. Like that's that's how my personality plays out in in those situations. But they have a they have a great time with it. So I feel like a fucking grump. Um, but I, I can't, I can't fix that part of myself.
1: God. I have another toy gift, gift, uh, uh email here. This one, uh, uh, comes in from Vulpes Absurda, uh, who says, hello, waypoint. With the recent gift chat, I thought I should chime in with two stories. One, uh, one of the time my mother pulled off the old Christmas gotcha and went too far. And the time, my dad stole not one, but two giant trash bags of toys from needy children to give to me. First was in 2003. I'd asked for two or three GBA games for Christmas, Tactics Ogre, The Knights of Lotus, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. I just played Final Fantasy. Oh, wow. You
0: were
2: really in a phase. Uh uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: I just played Final Fantasy Tactics that year, making me the coolest kid ever. And I think (laughs) Mario Kart Super Circuit, as they can't all be bangers. Not long before Christmas, maybe a week or so uh, before, I'm sitting on the couch, minding my own and playing Mega Man Battle Network 2, when my mother from the kitchen says loudly enough for me to hear very pointedly, look at all those presents under the tree. Not a single Game Boy game. (laughs) I hear this, and while I know she was messing with me, I was so hurt that my mother would do that uh, that I immediately ran off crying. My mother... Knowing exactly how much she'd screwed up, did what any mother would do, ignored me while she finished dinner, and then later that night gave me one of my gifts early, Tactics Ogre, as a surprise with a look on her face that told me she knew how big of a mistake she had made. That's not enough to apologize for it with, like, words. <laughs> that Christmas, I did get one of the other games, but she wrapped them in a, in a drink pitcher so that I couldn't tell it was them. Had she just Ugh. done that, I would spend less time. I would spend less uh, uh, time in therapy. Uh, I suspect, <laughs> but oh well. I got the games I, I wanted, which is what the holidays are about. I'm pretty sure. The second story is in 2002 on Christmas Eve when my dad shows up with giant black trash bags. He sets them on the kitchen table and says, "Some friends got us some toys." <laughs> in them are a truly random assortment of things that made no sense as the things that people would get for us. But hey, I'm ten. So don't really care at the moment. But later that night, I see on one of the bags a bit of tape that says Toys for Tots. (gasps) I may be Ted, but I know what Toys for Tots is. For those who don't know, it's a U.S. charity associated with the Marines that gives toys to kids whose families can't afford them, for those unaware. So I ask about this, worried that my dad stole the toys from one of the many drop-off plants you'd see around town. Turns out, He'd gone to a local bar to say hi to his brother, who was usually there. And my dad, who everyone in the town knew uh, and liked in that small town way, was asked by the bartender if he wanted some toys for us kids. And my dad says, sure. And the bartender hands him the black trash bags. It turns out the bar had forgotten to actually have the toys picked up. And not wanting to keep the evidence that they had forgotten to actually donate the toys to their, uh, their patrons had been donating to the needy kids, gave them to my dad to cover the whole thing up. It worked out for me as I got cool-ass Bionicle and a Titan A.E. action figure that would baffle me for years before I figured out how to use Google and could figure out what Titan A.E. was. And before you ask, yes, even at the time, I was unsure why they didn't just keep the toys for next year instead of handing them to my dad like it was evidence of a drug deal a cop was about to walk in on. Thanks for all you kind folks doing reading my inane ramblings about Dark Holidays past, signed Vulpes Absurda uh incredible I want to okay. see the sitcom
3: about this bar, though because I can just like I can just see the characters oh you know? yeah. like, it's it's like oh, cr- yeah. like december twenty third it's like uh jimmy Jimmy' toys in the fucking back room I went they went in there to take a keg cute, out cute laugh track
1: yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. god, oh it's incredible, it's so
2: good well, I, that that rem- uh and uh, i think uh I think it was my senior year of high school. When I was a uh, site manager for Gaming Age, like the 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 over like the head the website that was originally for the had the Gaming Age forums, which became NeoGAF, which now is an alt right radical four chan yep. <laughs> equivalent. Um, great, I spent a lot of my youth there. Um, before it was that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, uh I got so many games like that would just because I was just like on these lists, but it was not frequently like the good ones. Um, It was just like lots of like licensed GBA stuff and other things, but I still had like dozens and dozens of games that would just like take up like to the point where it's like, I don't need to like get more trade in uh, at like GameStop. I was like, I was in high school have ethics. I was, yes, I was taking the games company sent me and I brought them to GameStop and I bought the games that I wanted. Like that's what I was doing as a senior. (laughs) But then I was like, what am I gonna do with all these games? And so I just like put them in a trash bag and went to to school with the trash bag and went from class to class and I was like, does anyone need like presents for like kids in their life, you know? So, and just like I just was giving out like Harry Potter and like what you know, the Sorcerer's Stone for for Game Boy <laughs> <laughs> Advance or whatever. Throughout all my class, I had teachers taking stuff. They're like, oh, I got some young kids. They don't know what a good video game is. They're just taking them out. Of- and <laughs> so I was, I was briefed. Don Patrick always
3: takes care of the neighborhood.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. And then I went back to my local bar uh, and I dropped that trash bag and I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what family it went to. Uh,
1: my dad is a trash bag gift giver in terms of like what he'll do is what he, I mean, I, it's been years since I was like at his house on Christmas Eve. but like me. Like just like and like me, like my stepdad uh workaholic overworker, works incredibly hard uh and and growing up was always very busy up until Christmas Eve, like up until the last minute, and so did a lot of gift shopping on Christmas Eve. I'm mm-hmm. guilty of this also I'm a late Christmas shopper, I'm not an early Christmas shopper um I'm a late everything like i'm I'm down to the wire on most things, and so Christmas shopping is often one of those things, most years, not every year, but most years. But I would be at his house on Christmas Eve, um, you know, eating, hanging out, waiting for him to come home to eat dinner or whatever for for you know for the day or waiting to go over someone someone else's house for the thing. And he would always come home with huge trash bags filled with gifts. Like that's how he hid what they were. So I have a very clear memory <laughs> of that. Also, my dad is the surprise is the surprise gift giver. Like, I love surprises. Um, once had a. Uh, an island installed in the kitchen as a surprise gift. Wow! And like had to, I believe had to, the the bigger one was the year that we got or we got my that my dad got uh, my stepmom a dog, and we we kept it we kept it away from the house. We basically didn't bring it into the home for like days, and we had it somewhere else taken like care at of it privately. House? My dad had a had a no had a a retail store at the time. And we kept okay. it in like the back rooms, and like fed it, <laughs> and and took it out for walks, and like like you know had to hope that he wouldn't bark uh, when when uh, my stepmom would call to check in on things, like why is there a dog there? What's going on? And then went over to they they went over to her mom's house for breakfast, and then I think my dad stepped away. To then bring Prince, the dog, into the house so that it would be waiting for her when they went back to his house, like their house after like morning breakfast. It was like a whole thing. There was an entire yeah. ridiculous journey. My dad could tell the story much better because of being the person who did it. But like ridiculous stuff. <laughs> Truly ridiculous. Was he happy
2: about the dog?
1: Oh, in, oh incredibly happy. Incredibly, okay, incredibly. I like, had to make sure. Very important dog. Very, you know <laughs> – very important dog. Very important. It's very important
2: dog. dog, very important artist, yeah, Prince. Prince. We
1: love you. Uh-huh. Um uh Prince 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 Princess had passed, but Prince was a very good dog. Uh so shout out shout outs to Prince. Um <laughs> Rob, did you answer this did you read this question about, about making that bread on the Monday episode? No. Okay. Papa Al Pompadour writes in and says, Heyway point crew. <laughs> All right. As a person who helps manage a restaurant, cafe, slash bakery, slash bar, I have access to a lot of bread and also a lot of stale bread. To give some advice to the bread question from an earlier episode, bread soup. Stale bread is great for various bread soups, which end up having a kind of porridge consistency. There's papa al pomodoro, uh, which is a broth, which is a broth, tomatoes, onions, and bread. Want something more nutritious? Uh, Ribolita uh, uh, starts the same, but then you can add beans, carrots, greens, whatever. Want a savory breakfast? Uh... Changua, is that is that right? It's a Colombian breakfast slash hangover Changua. cure. That is m- Changua, okay. That is a Colombian breakfast slash hangover cure. That is milk. I use oat, scallions, and an egg poached in the soup. I've talked and then about this that before, I feel like. Did I mention
4: Changua I, on this? I don't know. The milk Maybe. soup. That
1: sounds right. <laughs> the milk soup. Milk bread soup, apparently. Uh, I support this habit by cubing my leftover bread, tossing it in a paper bag, and throwing that in the freezer. And then I add the cubes to soups. It's great. This message brought to you by the Waypoint Discord's discourse channel, Papa <laughs> Al Papador. Yeah, that's great. I hope, yeah. I hope that that reaches our, our person with a bread problem. Um, <laughs> that makes it sound like it's a bread addiction. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean like <laughs> well, a bread situation. Yeah. Bread situation sounds wrong too. I don't <laughs> – anyway, this one comes in from Patrick in Seattle. Hey, Waypoint. There was some momentary having uh, and hauling last episode around whether it was a stalagmite or a stalactite. This is my personal favorite way to remember. Imagine you were spelunking through a cave, but oh no, you've just served swarm bugs and they're crawling up your legs. Ah, you've got to do something. Well, there's only one thing you can do, really. When the mites go up, your tights go down. <laughs> the phrase never elicits, fails huh. to elicit childlike glee for me. Huh. I hope you enjoy it too. Hmm. Love you all. Love what you all do and wish you each the best. Mm. Rob, what
2: do you what do you think? When Should the mites I, uh, go
1: up, your tights go down. Hey, uh, Paul, is this anything?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that,
5: working
1: for you?
2: It's a good turn of phrase. I'm not... When I the mites go that, up, I don't, the tights come down. I, I
1: don't, don't think know that's that the, the right answer down. for the mites coming up, though. I would want my tights to stay on so the mites don't get in on my legs.
4: Right. Ugh.
1: I That's what I think. Uh, I, this I, last one here, go it, ahead, Kato.
4: So, it's the ti- M's, the M's, mites are on the ground, right? On the ground, because the M looks it's like kind of stalagmites. Like, right, it's yeah. like the way that and the letters tights, point.
1: Yeah, the T points down from the roof.
4: Yeah, okay. Awesome,
1: do you know what tights I... You, hang, hang on tight to the ceiling.
4: Ah.
1: The way I remember is I ask Rob. That's a good answer. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of Rob, did you read this one from Jackie in Birmingham, UK, about your title, Rob? No. On Monday. All right hi i got into waypoint radio properly for the first time this year and after listening through most of the recent episodes decided to go back to the start and listen to the entire backlog of the show which i checked today because i was feeling nostalgic it's 609 episodes stop what yeah obviously there's like 10 of them that aren't waypoint
2: that are like oh yeah we can put that vice you know podcast in the feed that's that's no problem vice gaming's new podcast Vice Game is new podcast. You can't, you also, you can't leave before, you have to help us name the movie thing. You're not (laughs) allowed, you're not allowed to leave. I'm not
1: allowed to go until we get a name. Okay, that's fine. I wanted to point out that in episode 61, around 40 minutes in, Rob (laughs) says, I'm not a real puzzle master. Oh! (gasps) Congratulations on finally becoming one. can you uh, can you can you go get that footage yeah. can you go get the footage for that, you drop that footage in? yep drop that that's, in right there zero escape apparently okay so the zero Both escape might be what i'm thinking
2: yeah. of because that's yeah, i, I totally. played through that series
1: yeah which is like yeah i think it's a cool idea yeah for sure i remember um I like
3: pandora directive which is one of the Tex murphy games had an interesting yes. i think yes. it gave hints yeah. but also in addition to giving hints it also just had a setting where it's like look how into puzzles are you and if you were like <laughs> right. i gotta be honest i'm not that into puzzles I'm not a real puzzle master. The game was the, like, for okay, World we'll 86, yeah. the really hard ones. Uh, Good. But that's cool. If you were into that, it was like, okay, so here's your World War II code breaking puzzle, basically. Oh, I, I,
2: I, Mr. Got that it. Is <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> It's uh, incredible.
3: See, thank you I so mean, much, Jackie. This is this is how I've Austin, in your time here, you've helped us all grow. <laughs> oh, <roles>. <laughs> uh and when I came here, I, I can say quite honestly I'm not a real puzzle master. Um but today that's not true. Yeah, it's a different world now.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for becoming, thank you for that compliment. Thank you, Jackie, for writing in with that great that great evidence of growth. Uh that's gonna do it for us today. We'll be back on tuesday with another episode things to come next week we have more super metroid streaming yep. we'll yeah we'll probably yeah. have the first of those ava episodes yes right yes
4: yes it will be probably one when- yes wednesday yes wednesday wednesday
1: okay yes we will have another waypoint radio episode we will have uh uh, uh will it be a tactical after- tuesday I don't know if there'll be tap. We might use that for, for, for Metroid. I'm not Metroid. sure yet. I'm yeah. not hundred percent sure yet. We'll we'll figure it out. But there will be streams. There will be streams and podcasts, galore. Uh we still have we still have those coming. Again, I still have three weeks here, and I have I should just say this right here. I know it was supposed to not revisit the topic at the end. That way we just leave light. But I have nothing but faith in in the team that is here. Um you know, I'm not we're not saying goodbye yet, and I'll just reiterate this probably in a bunch of weeks, uh, because that's how that goes. But You know, I've worked with with the three of you now for many, many years. Um, Patrick, you and I have been in this now for five years. Rob, you came in like four years ago. Kato, I think three years now, right? We kind of worked over this. And it has been a joy to work with all of you. Uh, It has been so fun to build this thing, to go through all of the very many variations, to get the (laughs) like we were rightness of the last – Five months has been or three months, however long it's been, as we launched this in early June, right? Right before E3, mm-hmm. late May, early June. And so this this summer has been like a real I told you so moment to <laughs> people who don't even work at Vice anymore, honestly. Um, and I have nothing but faith that y'all are going to be able to continue crushing it. And, and as evidence, I will point to the Waypoint 101 of y'all playing Resident Evil, which I didn't touch except for as a viewer. I'm excited to see whatever follows that. I can point to Rob, your successful launch of uh, the man manhunting, the Michael the Michael series <laughs> subseries of
4: the unnamed. Is that movie actually podcast. called manhunting? Because that I would be good. It's that's what yes, Rob's. My vote's said. still is now, down, yes. for, down, okay, down right. the manhole, but okay.
1: Manhunting <laughs> is named after a Michael Mann movie, though. You can't beat that. It is what it is. But it, but it's there's about good. all of the movies. Yeah, which is why you're hunting, man, Michael, yeah, Mann, all, okay. of, all of him. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. And so obviously, like I've seen everyone here grow and 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 develop as as people in the games journalism sphere, and also to continue honing all of their their crafts as people who talk into microphones about video games and movies and everything else. And so I have nothing but faith that that y'all will continue this this enterprise. Uh. Uh. And then I'll get to enjoy it from a different perspective, a less public perspective. Uh. One where like I get to. I'm gonna close my DMs when this is. I'm it's, I'm ready. I'm ready to close those DMs finally after years of leaving them open for tips and stuff. Can't wait. Can't I look, wait to I look, back I look forward bit.
2: to. We'll just have um like an Austin corner. You can write in. Yeah. You okay. can ask us a question, and oh, we'll that just like great. We'll just like carve out a dedicated space where you can just you Thank can just you. write in and let us know.
1: If I have any thoughts or questions, I will mm-hmm. let you know. Trust okay, me. that's all in the future. We'll I'll still be here for another three weeks. So look forward to to everything that we're doing. Uh, throughout the rest of August and into September uh, and everything after that will continue to, to kick ass. So, all right, with that said, fuck capitalism, go home. Peace. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I didn't do any of my other outro stuff. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> 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 you know what it is. Okay. seems to think. Yeah, I, I, I,
4: also, I also disagree with you, Rob. Patrick, okay. you are we'll get there. super hot. Okay. Super hot. Um, super
2: hot. What did Windows fuck do? With, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and boosted did it?
4: Whoa.
2: Okay. Oh, that must have been that must have been my meeting yesterday. Go. Google Meets did it.
4: Yeah. Fucking, that sounds. That sounds
2: right. That was sounds Google right? Google Meet. What did it? <laughs> <laughs> what,
4: killed right, uh, what killed the beast?
1: What killed the beast? All right, recording.
4: Okay, time to this. King Conscious just couldn't get on that conference call.
3: I'll try to find better Wi-Fi up here.
1: (laughs) Gosh, God. All right. Ready to do a clap? (laughs) Uh, Let's do ten seconds.
5: All right.